Halo, Halo, Halo. What is up, everybody? Sorry for yelling in your ears, everybody. What's up? It's Jurassic Joshi. Almost said jovial. It's going to happen every time, but you know who it is. We're back on the Sacred Icon podcast with episode 82. Don't be blue, because we're here to talk to you guys and get you through your shifts, you know, commutes, what have you, ladies and gentlemen. And joining with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, my friend, the number one pencil to my number two pencil. Is there even a number one pencil? No, but there should be because that's where Brian deserves to be. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Brian Arvett. Brian, what's up? Basically, man? Josh just said I'm I'm the pencil that nobody uses and the teachers never allow you to have in class. <laughs> but they should. But they should. But they should. Because it's yes. way better than the number two one. Uh, guys, it on, is another man? week loaded with uh, Halo news, which we're not complaining because as you got, if you guys have been listening from the beginning, you know that the news was as dry as the desert. Yeah, but so, it's still so popping. And now it's just every week. It's like, okay, Josh, if we cover everything, this episode will be how many hours? Two, three, you know. Um, so we are going to cover the Inside Infinite, which I've heard some people say, this Inside Infinite was boring. Um, totally get that because it's not as interesting as other ones, but I think Josh and I will help try to spice it up for you. And then we'll do the Cannon Fodder. And we're going to talk a little bit about release date and, and some of the battle pass stuff, and then we'll get out of here. But we got a lot to talk about, so let's Absolutely. get started, Josh. Um, yeah, what is it? It has begun. Has begun. Are you not entertained? Well, I mean, I was going for Mortal Kombat. That was more. I know. I'm, so I'm going for Gladiator. But hey, it's cool. Russell Crowe, good yeah. movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, good stuff. Uh, so starting at Ready to Go Live 5x5, welcome back. When we last spoke in December, we outlined the team's key pillars, showed off some awesome armor, and talked about how launch is only the beginning for Halo Infinite. To revisit the first point about the team's pillars, how do they come into play when supporting the live game month to month? Ryan Paradis, is that how you think you'd say that, Josh? Yeah, I'm sure. Paradis? You killed it, by the way, last time without Paradis. the pronunciation. Well, I'm trying. Uh, it says About to go two for two. Thanks for having us back to talk to the community. So yeah, our pillars. I mentioned last time that these are the guiding light for the live team. And then he has some bullet points here. Healthy engagement is paramount. We maintain a player-first focus, provide unambiguous value, always be listening, learning, and experimenting. What that means is that every new design, every piece of content we look at, at putting in front of players goes through a vetting process against these pillars. We hold the content plan up against these pillars and say, does this meet all of our requirements? Does it hold true to our values? If it doesn't, we either tweak the the mess, massage? Sounds like tweak and massage, massage until it does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that is that right? Yeah, you got it. They either okay. tweak and massage until it does or go oh. back to the drawing board. Okay, works for me. Josh, yeah, I got to uh, massage to get in there. Tense. Me up. Yeah. I've got to loosen I'm the just joints. picturing Cloud from Final Fantasy VII right now. Um, <laughs> uh, since we're a live game, that's a continuous process. We'll never be done supporting Halo, and this isn't a one-and-done audit. Uh, Josh, what do you think about that so far? Well, Live service game. Yeah, I've been seeing that player-first focus thing pop up. So within the the you know broader spectrum of what a live service game entails, I mean, it's definitely good if they're going with that approach. I mean, I've seen the the biggest takeaway, and we'll get into it later on in the uh, in the show, but biggest takeaway is just how much um, this stuff is really being consumer friendly i think you know within that not just i don't just mean like game pass and and you know play anywhere like p you know pc and all that stuff and free multiplayer but i mean more so just what this kind of like live service approach itself specifically is going to entail um yeah we're gonna get into um, that more i can tell here but definitely i was gonna say uh you know it's this isn't this isn't targeted towards 343 but just uh, you know publishers and developers in general you know 
the whole the whole player first focus like I appreciate it for sure but uh you know it, it's just it's kind of it's lingo for when they figured out how to monetize you without being so intrusive you know what I mean no uh, it's definitely a, a runaround way of saying it because I think <laughs> that's a good way of putting it though Brian I I, I think you're right I think you're one yeah right. because back with like rec rec packs in Halo 5 it was it was it was pretty obvious what uh, what that was but it was a, a method of making the, the the stuff free the maps free and, and being able yeah. to get some income from that so this is a much better way of doing it any way you look at it but you know whenever you know companies are out there to make money so you know but it is it is nice when they can find a way to do it that doesn't feel intrusive um moving on the team also mentioned seasons a few times before including our recent halo infinite multiplayer overview video how will halo infinite function as a live game and what role will seasons have as a part of that ryan responds seasons are the core container or framework for the content we'll be delivering to our players it's a concept they should be familiar with in MCC already. That's a good point. You know what they've kind of what they've what's been smart is what they they've been doing with MCC for the last what year or two now. Josh is they've they've basically said this is what you can expect from Infinite. Yeah, I never really saw MCC kind of going in that route, but now that it's there, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. This is yeah, like the right would. move to take that. Uh, he continues, but for our new players, it's pretty simple. Roughly every three months, we're going to kick off a new season. This comes with a ton of updates, new gameplay content, new events, new systems, new customizations, new progressions, new, new, new. <laughs> and as you'll see in this blog, we're really excited by the work the Halo Waypoint team is doing to bring your Spartan seasonal journey to the web and mobile app. So we got clarification on how often these seasons will occur, Josh, about every three months. Every three months. Well, how do you feel about that, Brian? Um, well, a couple things. One, because of the battle pass not expiring, which we're going to talk about later, uh, I feel pretty good about that. I think I think if, if if this is, you know, games, we've talked about this before, games are trying to be your hobby now, like Destiny or, um, you know, Fortnite, others, those other games are trying to be your hobby. So if this is trying to be a hobby game, I think three months is a good uh, amount of time for standard people to get the current, you know, stuff mm-hmm. unlocked. Um, I think that's yes. a good amount of time. And then, like I said, the battle pass doesn't expire, so you can go back and do this stuff later if you um, don't happen to get it. Now, someone for me, like I would love, just love to say that I'm going to be playing Halo Infinite 12 months of the year, but I know myself, and by the time we've arrived at the new season, three months after Infinite's launch, I'm going to already want to dip my toes into other games. You know, I, I don't just play one game, you know what I mean? Right. No, for sure. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same way. Well, I'm definitely the same way, but... Um I think I have the same mindset. Like, I, I can't, I'm not going to be getting on this game every single day. There's going to be new games coming out that are going to deserve to take the spotlight. There's going to be, you know, just other experiences I want to have too within that. But it's nice to see with this approach how they're going about it more specifically because no, I it will say makes the, it pretty. Oh, sorry, dude, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. I got more to say, but I don't mind. Go ahead. I'm just saying with how non intrusive the seasons are, it is more likely for them to pull me back in sooner because of new content. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I think that's why I love this every three months approach. I think this is great because, I mean, you kind of said it already, but every three months is nice because, you know, then there's that further incentivizes players. Because for someone like me, I'm like, okay, cool. If I do buy into the battle pass, I have three months. And even though it's always going to be there, you know, so I don't have to complete it within three months. It's like I just feel further incentivized to still buy it, to support it, because three months is actually a pretty long time for that. And I don't know, I mean, I I don't have a real gauge of how long the other ones do it, but I feel like the other, most other kind of battle pass type stuff is usually monthly. So this one's being every three months. That's really cool, and it should give the team, too, 
time to you know polish up their stuff um, in between seasons and stuff like that. And, but the thing I was going to ask you, Brian, is it says it comes with it's going to come with a new gameplay content, events, new systems. What do you think they mean by systems? Hmm. New systems. Yeah. Um, that's a tough. Like one, gameplay content makes sense. New events, customizations, progressions, and all that. But like new systems, I don't. I can't run my new brain systems. around. Maybe maybe like maybe by new systems they mean like way in which you attain um you know new cust- new new stuff like yeah i don't know like maybe like a new system could be like okay you have to play the seventh mission of the cam- like the seventh yeah mission of the campaign and do the seventh map and then where seven i you know what i mean i don't know i'm making up no i'm following you i mean i i don't have any idea myself what that could be even to speculate but it's hard i i think i mean they've said more or less before like I'm picking I, at I think, it though, you know what I mean? I, like it's probably it yeah. probably nothing. I think the fact play. of the matter is there is a metric shit ton about this game we just really don't know about. If you think about what we've yeah, seen of other games, I love think that. about how much we knew about Halo Five prior to its launch. Yes. Um this, they're doing a really good job of being tight lipped about this. And I think provided the game is good, which we feel it will be, um, I think it's great that they're being tight lipped, you know? If this is mm-hmm. one of those deals where you know they're being tight-lipped, and then the camp it comes out, and the campaign's four hours long, and half of it you play as the pilot. It'd be like, uh, oh, okay, they shouldn't have been tight-lipped, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, oof. Big oof. But, uh, but yeah, continue onward. Uh, so next is Chris Blome says we are focused on adding to the player experience every season. We will look at what worked and see if we want to do more of it. If something did not work, we will learn from it and do better in the future. We want to experiment, learn, and listen with every release and make the game better for everybody. Also, it should be noted that along with progression and customization pieces, Seasons will also debut big and small features that make the game a larger, more fun experience. wonder what that means. Okay. Could be just... It's just pure speculation. But we've all been seeing the supposed rumors about MCC getting like more players, you know? <laughs> I'm almost wondering if that's something they intend to do with that well, because the scene, there's a. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say, you know, we we've talked about it before how we're we're more we're accepting of a battle royale. It's not that we don't want. It's not that we're we won't accept a battle royale. It's just that we don't mm. innately have a desire for one. This is a ten year game with the kind of things they're saying and and how they're gonna want to keep this fresh. We're probably gonna see a battle royale of some sort before this ten years is over on top of other modes. And the nice thing is they might position themselves. So that they can they can um, with new seasons they can they can tackle new trends because maybe in five years battle royale is kind of the old hat thing and there's some new trend that they can and as long as they keep the core Halo experience at the forefront and updated and relevant I mm-hmm. think it's okay for them to experience with these other modes you know oh absolutely I mean I, I want to see them try new stuff too I mean I want the familiar stuff but it'd be a nice way for them to kind of go into new territory without making people feel uncomfortable at the unfamiliarity uh, the unfamiliarity yeah. of it you know so i think i think that'd be a pretty good thing to do and but man so excited for stuff like that because if this game can launch good and then have these types of content updates big or small like they said because they do very much specify small <laughs> and they put it in parentheses but um if they can do stuff like that you know boy that's gonna have such a big impact because i think of games like destiny 2 that do put out good content i mean it, it yeah. mixed opinions mixed opinions but i mean they've still done really good in, in terms of what they tried to do with their narrative and stuff and, and just push the content and then awesome. you got other other games that kind of do that type of stuff like sea of thieves having that pirates of the caribbean crossover which i still haven't yeah. got to play it i can't wait to but you know all those games though still launched in a way that was kind of mixed or controversial 
and if Halo Infinite can launch good, and then we still get this stuff that helps it like build off that, like you don't want to build off like a weak, you know, an, uh, an underwhelming launch. You want to build off like an outstanding launch. And I don't know if another game has ever a live service game has really gotten to do that. So I'd love for Infinite to be the first. Absolutely, I would say like we probably definitely level our expectations with the frequency of content too, because definitely. not calling anyone out, but I, I saw somebody I think it was in the Discord who was like, I really hope we get. You know, like we were talking about Destiny, and they were like, "I really hope we get campaign Destiny. DLC, mo- campaign DLC more frequently than we do in Destiny, where it's only one a year." And I'm thinking to myself, "Man, I'd, I feel lucky if we get one a year. Like, I don't think it's going to be any quicker than that. Like, to have substantial good story content. I mean, I, I feel like you know, I mean, despite it, the game being like done as a base, it still takes time to make this stuff. You know, so I feel like Destiny yeah, does a missed- pretty decent job with its content. So yeah." Yeah, I must have missed that uh, specifically sleeping, but uh, I do know that um, Sea of Thieves did, I want to say it was 2019 or 2020, on their one year, yeah, it was 2019, on their one year anniversary, they finally put out Tall Tales, which was their essential, like, campaign, essentially, 10 missions, and they did take a while, I still haven't done them all, but they, they do take a while, but then now, three years later, we got this Pirates of the Caribbean thing, so, I mean, in Destiny, like you said, you know, kind of has, they have sometimes smaller ones, like their little like seasonal update stuff, but then yeah. they do their big expansion stuff usually like yearly or something. So, I'm with you. I don't really look for that stuff to even necessarily be within a year's time, Same. but I would imagine when they do it, it's still probably going to be shorter than whatever the base campaign is in this game. But, uh, I yeah. mean, to, to even get that is still pretty damn cool. But We've never, I mean, well, with the exception of Halo Wars 2, we've never had campaign DLC, so... No, and that's going to be a really weird time because it's it's not going to have the same momentum of a new Halo coming out yet. It's going to have all the 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 attention at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally get <laughs> it's weird. It's going to be weird. Um, but cool. Continue. Josh, we talked about this before, but Josh and I aren't huge camel fans, but this wild Covan armor coating looks really cool. It really, really does. And I, you know, I look at stuff like this and I think I'll never use it, but I mean, it looks cool. It's going to look cool to see on my team in the battlefield or going yeah. against and stuff for sure. Like, that's the closest I've ever felt to like wanting to use camo because I'm just not a camo. Guy. Yeah. If I was, if I'm speaking purely in universe, like I could see myself wanting armor like that, like just having the actual look, like the shaders and everything. Like Spartan I think that designs, actually looks badass. Uh, the Spartan designs are just leagues above oh, Halo chef, 5. It's chef's kiss. I said chef. chef. I can't even, I can't chief, pronounce chief's it. Today, kiss. Guys. Chief's kiss. Yeah. Chief's kiss. <laughs> That's yep. pretty good, guys. <laughs> it, uh, we need a we need an emo of that. Any uh, any of you guys can 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 work that up in the Discord. That would be oh, that'd be nice. All right, guys, ready to move on? <laughs> yeah, Brian, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> there's quite a bit to unpack there, but before we dive nuts, into Brian. specifics, uh, <laughs> That's way too quick for that. Ooh, that's dirty. That's real dirty. It's a lot to unpack. Now I have to reread it and try to get past the word unpack without laughing. <laughs> there's quite a bit to unpack there, but before we dive into specifics for events, customization, and progression, I wanted to discuss the quarterly model with you first. Why did we decide on this time period between larger updates and the obvious question from a community manager, manager do we have to wait three months to fix to fix, to fix, fix issues that may arise? My bad, guys. Yeah, um, so what they're saying is, you know, three months is when you get new content, but what if, you know, what if the game comes out and there's some, some bugs or some glitches or things that are unlocking? Do you have to wait three months for that? That's the question. So Ryan goes on to answer. He says... So we decided on roughly three months because it gives players a good amount of time to experience and explore the seasonal content without it getting tiresome and without constantly pulling the rug from under players. Love that. We want to ensure that there's always a fresh and fun reason to be playing Halo Infinite. 
but the things that they know and love will be around for more than a heartbeat. Love and you absolutely do not need to wait three months for bug fixes. We're going to have we're, go, we're going to have to prioritize fixes on our end, of course. Not everything will be fixed immediately, but we have the infrastructure to deploy fixes pretty rapidly once we solve them on our end. And of course, player feedback will continue to play a key role in identifying opportunities and shaping our priorities as Halo Infinite grows and evolves over time. Um, that's the right answer. I mean, if they said it that is. it was going to take three months to, <laughs> to fix to fixes, it'd be like, nope. No, the stuff like this is why I love re- getting to re- react to this stuff live because for me, that's just... Dude, that's like everything I want to hear. I think that like the three months, what they said, the way they describe it, makes perfect sense. It, it I love what they said. It's it's not gonna feel like constantly pulling the rug out for players because I've done like, I've almost well, I've almost done like a battle pass type thing in like Rocket League, for example. And mm. the, the the tricky part with those kind of things are is that you look at the battle passes and you can go through and you can see the tiers and you can see like. When at least with other games, you go through them and you see what the premium stuff is that you unlock, and then you'll see occasionally you'll get some free stuff, like if you reach these certain levels still. But yeah. if you're if you're not paying for the battle pass, and like I didn't I didn't do that stuff, but there was one I remember getting into way late, and it sucked because I just couldn't get there in time. And then bam, next season, and it's like and there's no way to go shit, back and get it. No way unless they decide to one day flip the switch or however they do it. But yeah. uh, this is this is just a great approach, and and also. Again, making people, I think the FOMO, the the, the removal of FOMO is just going to be paramount to see that effect within the community and then also hopefully within the industry. I mean, I would love, see, that's another thing too, is I I would hope, you know, Halo is such an old franchise now that I would love to see it still be able to iterate on something. And if it ends up being this battle pass type approach, I'm all for it. It's not, well, that's what, and that's what I'm kind of saving for the end of. Yeah, we'll get into that more. No, we can, we can talk about them, but I was just saying, you know, the way that, you know, Halo used to innovate with new games and new ideas. I feel like Infinite might have an innovation here of their own. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Moving forward, uh, Chris says, There's one note from Ryan in regard to seasons that I'd like to jump in on. We want players to have cool content, activities, events, and rewards over the course of the season, but we do not want to demand that players play a ton of hours every week of the season to complete everything. We want players having fun in Halo, not grind it like it's a job. Thank Don't you clap. so much. I Don't hate clap. grinding in games. In fact, good, good job. Thank you. At this partners. age, at this age, I just refuse to grind. I mean, I, I'll just—it doesn't matter what's unlockable. If they tell me I got to grind for it, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, I just don't. You don't like it. the? You don't like a little bump and grind, Brian? No. No, no see nothing wrong. <laughs> um, a little bump and grind. Man, this is great see. though. I love this. Really happy about it too because again, it just—that's not again. I, I mean, it's gonna make me almost want to grind more. You know. Because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I need to now. So to. then I don't have to sweat about it. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to feel like I'm racing other players. I can still feel like I'm playing a game and I'm not working on a game, you know, as a player, you know, grinding away stuff. And, and you know, the other thing, too, I, I forgot to touch on is the, the bug fixes and stuff. That's really good because those things are definitely going to pop up. I'm sure players are going to find a way real fast to exploit certain aspects, things they want to fix and get a jump on. And, that's going to be good. Uh, I'm really happy about that, and I would think so. You know, I feel like that kind of stuff goes without saying, but I know, you know, you see, you're on Twitter long enough, you can tell that people will have a concern about everything. So, yeah, uh, I would it's, wager it's, it's good. So. so I would wager that that uh, they have an entirely different like section of team for Halo Infinite that they never had for Halo Five because Halo Five wasn't designed to be a live service game. So definitely, like, they're they're they probably have more employees in 
more things in place for this game because this game's going to be living and breathing for years. I mean, they're going to try to make that. I mean, with, with the thing with live service games, like you just saw, like with Josh mentioned, Sea of Thieves and the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Sea of Thieves is having a very relevant moment in gaming in the year 2021. And it came out in what year, Josh? 2018? 2018. 2018. So it's, it's having a very relevant year in gaming, uh, you know, three years after it came out. Mm-hmm. So that's what Halo Infinite is going to try to do. You know, Halo Infinite could be five years old, but they're doing a new event that has like, uh, maybe it'll be like called like the Heroes of Combat Evolved pack, where suddenly Captain Keys and Johnson are, are back in the game. Mm-hmm. And Halo in and, and, and the fifth year, and then it'll be like, oh shit! Like Halo Infinite, it's huge this year, and it's like it's a five year old game, but it's got new content. So absolutely, dude. And you know what's funny, Brian? <laughs> when you read the end, and they say we want players having fun on Halo, not grind like it's a job. Immediately, I, I take, I feel like those dudes from uh, Oblivion that were like, you give a gold coin, they're like, thank you, kind sir, and I'm like, thank you, three for three. Blessings yeah. of Julianos upon ye. <laughs> Uh, moving on, it says, gotcha, that's really good context to have. Now let's dive into another part of your earlier answer, which touched on events. What kind of events and how many events will players be able to expect per season? Chris goes on to answer, for season one, think of events such as fun things for the players to experience and get rewarded. Mm-hmm. Almost every week, we will mix up the activities that are presented to the player. Certain big weeks will feature events that have new activities and specific reward tracks, free reward tracks. That's kind of like what Josh mentioned, where when you have the Battle Pass thing, there's some premium content and there's some free stuff. Uh, We will provide more details on specific events before launch, but be on the lookout for a special event type with specific thematic rewards called a Fracture. Mm. Battle Pass and other main vectors will supply canon customization. The Fracture and some events will at times lean into things further afield, like the, I cannot pronounce this armor, and we were told on Twitter how to pronounce it, and I still do not, do not remember. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the uh, you know, what do you I'm call gonna it? I'm going to call it the Yorai. For the now. Yorai armor, yeah. yeah. Shown in the multiplayer trailer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, people have been talking about this whole the fracture thing. I'm wondering if the fracture, and this isn't my own original idea. I saw someone else say this. It seems like the fracture, that could be referring to something to do with, like, how the, the ring is fracturing, you know? Right. But uh, what, do you, what do you think of this idea of having an event? Like, are you excited about a Halo game having... You know, new events and stuff like this, Josh, or is it not seem like... I think events are definitely exciting, but I think that part screams FOMO to me. As as long as they can maybe come out later and say, hey, this stuff, if you miss it, then you won't be able to get it for a while, but rest assured it will come back in some form or another and we will make that available. Like, it's it's like a, you know, time thing that maybe go on ro- goes on rotation, perhaps. Yeah. Um, that hmm. needs to happen. I don't... I think they need to save any potential exclusive rewards... Um, for something like, you know, uh, supporting a charity or going to like an, an outpost discovery uh, type thing or yeah. something like really exclusive or like you buy some Halo gear or something to that effect. But it, and, which maybe sounds counterintuitive because then, you know, it sucks for the people who don't get to experience those things or do those things. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, cause if this, if, if I'm just, I'm going off my own. I'm going down my own rabbit hole here, but if that's a thing, you know, and that those events pop up at least say, let's say once a month, or I'm sorry, let's say per month out of that three months of a season that there is a different event that should give players enough time to still feel like they're going to be able to participate in an event without feeling like it's going to go away real fast. So they have yeah. enough time if they maybe only get to play one day this week, well, then they got three more weeks to still try to get whatever it is or something. I mean, that's not bad. 
But I still hope, I hope there's still not, you know, that almost sounds like a stealthy way to say we're going to have some FOMO aspect to it, but I, I hope not. But I don't know. Aside from that, right. I didn't read that from, into it, but you could be right. Yeah. Aside from pure speculation, this seems awesome. I mean, they say, uh, you know, it'll supply canon customization and the, you know, the fracture and other events will lean into things further afield, you know, and like they said, some of it's the armor, but like, what does that mean? And yeah, that's I feel like there's more be. than they're letting on for sure. I think so. Yeah, it's a little bit between. What do you think line. of this image done by Pixel Flare, Josh? Everyone's okay, talking Pixel about Flare it. does an amazing job. We're probably gonna get into that with the cannon fodder, but uh, great job, great work as always. But I don't care as much for the armor, just from a design standpoint. Mm. But I can see why people love it. I'm just, uh, you know, for me, Halo is like sci-fi. You know, I'm like, but, but it's cool. Yeah. I love samurai shit so much. So it's cool to have that. But uh, it's just like the Hayabusa armor. I mean, in Halo Three. Never I feel really, the same way. I, I, really actually, I think the, I think it looks really cool. I'm just not going to use it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do remember like Halo 3, the first week, people would see the Hayabusa armor as an unlock, and they were like, oh, gotta have it, because it had the katana on the back, and that was just so new to Halo. But um, after like the first month, everyone had it, and then it kind of worn out its welcome, and then you know it kind of evened yeah. out in terms of people That's using it. That's probably how this so, will go, since this is there I, for season one. I, yeah, I agree. I think so, too. So if this, assuming this is, you know, from a fracture event, I'm going to want to earn it because there might be some day where I'm like, ah, eh, maybe. But to be honest, if I missed out on it, I won't care because I, yeah. I won't use it. But that's just me being 32. Like for some people, I understand that's like, oh, God, I have. Oh, that's, I mean, that's something I was going to talk about later, too, is like with the Battle Pass stuff. I, I'm okay with missing eight eight seasons and just claiming the one season that has the thing I want. Like, I'm not a completionist, so. Do you think you'll actually buy into the first Battle Pass at least, or do you think you'll set it out? I like, think, what's, I think. Where are you at on that? You know, this this might kind of sound silly to people, but I honestly think because we are Sacred Icon now, I think there's a duty <laughs> to to the, to the I don't know what I want to say. I'm about to say fan base, but that's, you know, our our fans compared to Halo fans is, you know, with such a minimal amount, but like to, to our fans and people that listen to us, the people that interact with us to our friends, you know, I want to be on top of this stuff. So I think I will at least purchase the first battle pass and I may even purchase them all. And just, I may, I honestly feel like I'm going to play infinite more than I even want to, because I take sacred icon seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when, but when you say you feel like a duty, would you say is it is it fair to say that you feel a call of duty? I do feel ah, call of duty, terrible puns. I don't, I don't feel like playing Call of Duty, but I do feel a call of duty. <laughs> yeah, Ready to move on, enough. Josh? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, we've mentioned customization and cosmetics a few times now. What are the various ways players earn and unlock customization elements? Chris says, out of the gate, players can get starting gear and get rewards from the free battle pass track, the paid battle oh, pass there track. There we go. Yeah. Challenges, skill rewards, event reward tracks, legacy rewards such as getting SR one fifty two and Halo five. Already missing out on rewarded, that. What's that? Yeah, we, we're no out on that. Um, <laughs> Not happening. And being rewarded for some campaign actions. That's cool. Some rewards for campaign stuff. Uh, we have a number of season one giveaways as well. Certain weeks and days have some significance inside and outside of the game. So we've set aside pieces for players to log in and claim. I'm guessing the seventh of the month will be important. But yeah, uh, that's interesting. There is a lot to take away and chew on there in there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think the battle pass is like one of the smartest ways to to monetize games and not feel intrusive. You know what I mean? Especially when they include free stuff in there. 
So. Legacy rewards sound so cool to me because, you know, they mentioned, you know, the only example they really give is the SR-152, but it could be uh, numerous other things. You know, it could be if you're someone that had beaten all the Halos on Legendary or something in MCC or what if What if, like, it was able to read your Xbox account and, like, if you played Halo 3 on 360, you got something from Halo 3? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Amazing. anything seems. It seems like anything could be possible. Skill reward. Okay, it's outside of the battle pass stuff specifically challenges, which is awesome. I, I love simple things like that, like get forty kills with a battle rifle type thing. Skill rewards, event rewards, um, or event reward tracks. I'm sorry, legacy rewards and some campaign actions. To me, that's really cool too. Because if you're someone who just like you, Brian, who's going to play through the campaign like for the rest of your life. You're going to be doing yeah. numerous replays. You'll get like 50 replays out of where I get maybe five, you know? So, well, I don't know how that, well you remember it, Josh, but it kind of reminds me of how they did. It's actually kind of crazy how much Infinite is looking back at Halo Reach, which was Bungie's last Halo game. Because if you remember, this was long before microtransactions took off, but in 2010, Halo Reach was kind of designed this way. You got rewards and cosmetic items for doing stuff in the campaign, doing mm-hmm. stuff in firefight, doing stuff in multiplayer, and you'd get on and there'd be new challenges. And the challenge could be like, you know, kill t- 50 brutes in campaign and, you know, take out 50 people with the DMR. And Matt, yep. so it's like, it's like they're doing the exact same thing as Reach, but in a time where they now, you know, do battle pass monetization kind of stuff, which on one hand, it's like, that's unfortunate because it was better in Reach when the stuff was just free. Um, but right. we also don't live in 2010 anymore. So, right. Yeah. And hey, at least, you know, I mean, that's what you, that's the trade off for multiplayer being free. I mean, I remember us saying way back in the show at some point we were like, you know, if the trade off with Halo five was, you know, we had to have a rec system to enable us to get free, you know, multiplayer DLC. So that way everyone had access. We were willing to yeah. pay that price essentially because we didn't even have to buy into the, the packs. But, Do you know uh, what battle passes usually cost, Josh? I don't even know. Twenty bucks usually, like roughly around there. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, not too uh, bad for okay. three months, considering most are like for a month. I think that's pretty damn good. Well, it's a lot better than think. Think if every armor piece was like two ninety nine, like you'd go over twenty bucks quick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And plus, mm-hmm. then I would just suck buying armor in game. You know that that takes me back to my analogy of having my brother clean my room to level up his action figure. It's like it's not real. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, um, the campaign, the, the rewarded for some campaign actions part, just what I was saying is, uh, I think that's cool because for people that do replay that stuff a lot, like maybe, you know, you'll get some special reward for doing a lasso, you know, a campaign or run through, you know, and stuff True. like that. So pretty cool stuff. Um, Ryan says, and remember, we'll always be adding new customizations and fun ways to unlock and earn those as well. Day one is just the beginning for us. I know you touched on it in our multiplayer overview video, but can you elaborate a little more on why our battle pass is going to be different and, dare I say, better than most out there right now? Better. Ryan says, first and foremost, we're working hard to ensure that the battle pass isn't a grind for players. We want it to be a supplemental reward stream for the time you were already putting into the game. I like that. I, for one, can't stand when I'm playing a game just to complete the battle pass. It feels like a chore to me. I love you, Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. I think, isn't Ryan the one I said looked kind of like Dan Ayub? I'm pretty sure. I think, I yeah, be I wrong think so. Yeah, um, so. On how we're going to be different. We're going to be player first with our battle passes. All battle passes will be permanent. This means that the season one battle pass will be around forever. You can always go back, select that as your active battle pass, and continue to earn progress in it. If you've decided to take a season off or you simply didn't have time to play, that's fine. 
you can always go back and purchase the prior battle pass as well. Additionally, our passes will always include various free rewards in addition to the premium track. This goes back to a few pillars of ours. Provide unambiguous value and maintain that player-first focus. We looked at other titles where you buy something that provides a a time-limited access to the pass, and now you feel obligated to play. That's not fun, and it's not player-first. If you put the trust in us and purchase something from us, it's yours, no strings attached. Amazing, amazing. This is so cool to me because, again, I, I had a completely wrong perception earlier. What this is saying is even if you, Brian, skipped out on the first season, the, the whole all the Reach theme shit, you, you don't even buy the Battle Pass. You could buy it like six, buy into it like six months, from, you know, later. Like, and yeah. it's still there. Like, that's so cool. I mean, I felt like that probably did go without saying, but it's nice to still get a little more clarity on that even. That is just so damn cool. Well, what, you, know? you know what I think's awesome is that they're, you know, the multiplayer is free. And if you think about this, if they keep this trajectory, if they do a battle pass every three months, that means for people who are invested in this game and to make it their hobby of a game, they're going to be paying $80 a year for four battle passes. And yeah. this game, if this game lasts 10 years, I, I would wager this game's going to, like, it's still going to be going in 10 years, but I would wager something new is going to be out before we hit an actual 10 years. But they say 10 I think years. so too. So, I'm honestly thinking, when I hear that, I think like five years every time, yeah. but I still think a long time. Yeah, so if they, you know, if that's if that's eighty bucks a year for ten years, that's eight hundred dollars per person who makes this their hobby game. And any people who just buy sporadically, you know, it could be an extra hundred, two, three, four hundred dollars. So you're gonna be they're gonna be making way more money off the battle pass than they're gonna be making even off the sixty dollar campaign. You know what? Absolutely. Th- nine months of battle passes is as much as the campaign. You know. Well, th- and, and this, this is why yeah. stuff like this is good. And I know people, you know, I, I did see some of that buzz out there where people were saying. You know, this one was kind of eh. But for people like me, I was definitely under the the misconception that if you did not at least buy the battle pass, then you missed out on that. Oh, really, Josh? Okay, yeah. no, I, that's wow. So I okay. that was I was wrong for you know what I mean. Like I didn't I was misunderstanding that. So it's cool to even see that to get a little clarity so because because that means there's other people like that like you know like me out there. So yeah, you're not alone. That's for cool. sure. Um, but uh, I, I still I love that. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Chris says, this has been part of our plan for a long time. I'm so glad we're finally able to talk about it publicly. I'm sure there's so many things that people at 343 are just chomping at the bit to be able to talk about that they've been holding to the chest for years, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. Uh, well, I mean, you got to think, especially after last year's stuff, it's just... Uh, <laughs> like, how much are they still holding off from that they that they can't talk about? Versus like a year ago, you know what I mean? That they're now finally being able to talk yeah. about. It's just crazy. Yeah, like all the stuff we're reading they knew last year. You know? Right. right. Um, while we're still on the topic of customization, though, the team teased that they may, there may be a few other aspects of player customization that we haven't seen yet. Can you tell us now or will we have to wait a bit longer? Chris says, not quite yet. Not Knowing quite yet, Unish- suckers. <laughs> Knowing Unishek and the crew, though, there are undoubtedly glimpses coming up which will be obvious or just barely hidden out of view. And then we see a picture of the cadet orange armor coating, which it's funny looking at this because anytime I see orange now, which seems to be popping up all over since the multiplayer reveal, I think of Jeff Easterling every single time because he said, and it was, wasn't it the last one, Brian, and one the last cannon fodder, I think that uh, his favorite color is orange. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it's hard to understand those people. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Jeff. But I ju- uh, friends, Justin is the same way. His favorite color is orange and to me. It's never been uh, too aesthetically pleasing, 
But uh, at yeah. the same time, you look at this Spartan, and he is confidently, he or she is confidently wearing this orange Spartan armor. They got the hand on the hip, you know, and they look like they're posing, you know, like something out of a Forever Twenty One or H and M website, you know. Yeah, like, like bitches got nothing on me. <laughs> Buy me now for forty nine ninety five. Get a ten yeah. percent discount if you sign up for our newsletter or email. Absolutely, yeah. I like grunge, grungy orange is better than regular orange, though. Grungy orange, I like that. Um, moving on, it says, "Glad to hear that people won't have to wait too much longer." Then, before we wrap up our second chat with you, do you have any closing words for the community? Ryan says, thanks for having us again. I'm excited when we get to engage with the community and can't wait to continue the conversation throughout the year. Reminder to everyone out there, sign up for Halo Insider so you can play in flight and get the latest news on Infinite. So they want to make sure that you don't forget to sign up. Don't forget, guys. You're going to want to get in on that Halo Insider. Okay? Just knock on the door. Hello? Hello? Oh. Uh, Yes, hello, sir. Uh, We were... From three four three, and we were wondering if we could uh, hit, you know, uh, ask, you know, talk to you, I guess, <laughs> about uh, Halo Insider. Oh, Halo Insider, what's that? Well, you see, it's this program you sign up for, and here's the thing: we're gonna let you get in on the, you know, Halo Infinite flighting, but we're not gonna actually tell you that. But the way we're gonna work around it is just by telling you constantly, you're gonna want to sign up for that. So I should sign up for it. Yeah, you're gonna want to sign right here. Okay, little bitch. Josh, hit me up with the sound of a hardcore Halo fan who has read all the blogs but never signed up for Inside Infinite and then is complaining to 343 when he didn't get in. That's so bullshit, man. They want me to sign up for that. I'm not fucking doing it, okay? You want to get me in your pyramid scheme? Fuck you, man. I'm not signing up for anything. (laughs) What? I Not the know. direction I thought you'd go, but I, I liked it better. <laughs> I just picture some damn neckbeard who's like, you ain't going to get me. You're not going to get my loyalty after what you do with Halo 5. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no comment, Josh. <laughs> I love you, 343. That's, I don't oh, actually funny. feel that way myself. <laughs> no, that's, that's hilarious. No, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it before. Uh, yes, Chris says... Every season will have exciting new content and activities. We have a ton to talk about, and we're excited to continue the dialogue in the future. Thank you, Ryan and Chris, for sitting down with us again this month. Now we turn our attention to the extension of your Spartans virtual journey, Halo Waypoint. Between the updated website and new mobile app, there are great a great many ways that you can map out your own progression without being anywhere near your Xbox or PC. Read on and find out what the Halo Waypoint team have been hard at work on and to learn about how you'll engage with your Spartan when you're away from your battle station. Oh, here we go. This is what I'm most interested to hear about. Yeah, the new Waypoint stuff here. So it says, Rally to the Waypoint. Halo Waypoint has served as a community hub and an extension of a Halo of Halo game experiences dating back to 2009. Uh, for those of you that don't know, one of 343's first projects ever was Halo Waypoint. So that's why it says 2009. Um, I remember when that worked, came out. I was so out of Halo that I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, what yeah, is this shit? And I, I downloaded actually, it and yeah, I looked at it. I, got, I, was like, I thought it was awesome. I used it all the time uh, back in the day. As the team works to build the next iteration, what are your high-level goals, pillars for the site? Uh, Tiana Los, I think, I'm going to call her Tiana, says, Halo Waypoint is part of my Halo story. I was a completionist when I started hardcore gaming in Halo in 2009. Waypoint introduced me to more Halo games like Halo Wars, and the Halo Waypoint career milestones motivated me to earn every Xbox 360 Halo achievement by 2011. I use Bungie.net and Halo Waypoint to track and help me improve my Halo performance. When I first joined 343 back in 2011, 
I joined the Halo Waypoint team and have been fortunate to be a part of every new Waypoint version for the last 10 years. Nice. Yeah, Waypoint. Yeah, right. Uh, For Halo Waypoint V Next, they're calling this version version next, I guess. Our user experience goals had a common theme. How do we craft an experience that veterans of Halo will find value in while welcoming newcomers to the franchise? Whether you are experiencing moments that reflect your activity and accomplishments within our games, diving into our Halo news content, or tracking upcoming events that may be out of maybe of interest, we wanted to ensure these experiences were always engaging and accessible. We also considered the different ways that you can interact with Waypoint, whether you are browsing the website on a PC or using the companion app on your phone. For example, the website navigation has more space compared to the narrower app navigation, which is easy for your thumbs to reach. Yep. We've also iterated on a number of navigation sense. items and how to make the more user-friendly based on recognition over recall. Our visual design goals were about designing the right experience for each platform. The app intentionally serves a slightly different function than the website, and it was a fine balance to maintain a consistent inter- interaction language that ha- was native to each platform. We also wanted our product areas to inherit as much of the established game language as we could, so elements like buttons, colors, and textures would shift and adjust to give you a more immersive, branded experience. Bro, For example, what the fuck are they talking we, about? We design subtle visual differences between Halo Infinite and MCC. When we go live, see if you can spot them. Yeah, so to go off what Josh just said, there's a lot of lingo here about Halo Waypoint and the Halo Waypoint app, and I think to put it as respectfully as possible, you know, for people just looking to play the game... This team has been focused on the app, the website, and the integration. And it's like, just we're promised not, it doesn't look like shit. We promised it's, it's just not, not as, as yeah, it's just not as exciting of, of content to talk about as you know actual Halo Infinite in-game stuff, as as people have said online already. But I mean, man, the big, my big takeaway, know, Josh, I'm is that they're improving the website, which has needed it for a long time, and they're they're trying to make an app. That will be essential for Halo Infinite hobbyists who play that game. Oh man, I get it now. They said we wanted our product areas to inherit as much, blah, blah, blah. So elements like buttons, colors, and textures would shift and adjust to give you more immersive brand experience. That's right. So I get it. Like when you go and click on the website now, I mean, it's it's just kind of there and it's dated, you know? Yeah. But they want to make it look more seamless. Man, I was, I don't know, man. I was just like, I my mind, I was like in Tron. I was gone. I was like, hopefully what? not everyone listening to me talk was the same way, but I wager that that's probably the no. Case. It's just it's just me. I promise, it's just me, man. I'd, what do you think about now? That's my GED. Going off of <laughs> going off a picture, Josh, yeah. which is is not a fair judgment at all. This okay. picture of Halo Waypoint's website looks mm-hmm. about the same as what we already have, and I'm not a huge fan of it. Okay, and well, why is that? Why does it make you feel that way? Well, the Halo Waypoint website we currently have is just very cluttered and noisy and everything's capitalized and like sharp whites and blues against each other. It's just not very friendly and accessible. Um, I will say looking at this picture they gave us, it looks a little bit more minimalistic. But I really hope it's it's that it's that simple when I use it. You know, like I always loved being on Bungie's site, you know, back in the day because I just felt it was welcoming and accessible. And I have not felt that way with Halo Waypoint over the years. So. Uh, hey, I'm with you, man. I mean, I like the minimalistic approach as well because I love that in general. But on the other hand, I do feel a bit nostalgic for the way Bungie kind of did their stuff because it. Bungie was just synonymous with Halo, so everything everything that even was just like Bungie aesthetic to me was Halo, you know? Yeah. Even if it was completely independent of anything associated with Halo. So when I see stuff like this, some of this Waypoint stuff, um, it doesn't necessarily, I guess, look Halo, but even then, like, 
how does it, what does Halo look? You know what I mean? And you should, yeah. it should be able to, to redefine itself at the same time. So I don't want to hold true to that and go into over critical analysis myself. Do you myself. see yourself using this app, Josh, based on what they've said? Yeah, just because, I mean, I know I'm going to be playing this with a lot of, like you, a lot of other people in the community on a more consistent basis than I've yeah. played the other ones. So I think I will be using this frequently. It's going to be cool to like, you know, a couple months, you know, out of the game's release, posting and taking a screenshot with my phone and my Spartan or my stats and like seeing, comparing it with everybody and seeing where everyone else is at and having those kind of conversations and whatnot. So, and then plus yeah. just looking no, at the stats is fun. Like, I remember that match. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for people like you and me that are, are doing Sacred Icon, I mean, we're going to have this app. We're going to use it for sure. But hopefully it turns out better than anything they've done before. Um, Eric goes on to talk about the app by saying, For our companion app, we focused on surfacing the features that are nearest to gameplay. As an overall philosophy, we really want the application to cater to all users, but we especially considered those who like to stay connected and engage both during and after they play. Accessing your Spartan customizations, progression, and gameplay stats are near and dear to all of us gamers, so allowing these to be accessible within a few taps of a finger should hopefully be pretty fun as we launch Halo Waypoint and Halo infinite okay one Dude. thing here what is this is, is this i'm sorry i'm just rereading this it says in get okay we especially consider those who like to stay connected and engaged both during and after they play during like i'm gonna get on this damn app while i'm in the middle of a tense match well and I'm what if like, you know what if you're like between matches though josh like you know in the lobby well yeah to be more specific for sure but i mean i definitely would never do it do you the notice match. this well what I, I the reason i bring that up the reason i bring that up is because i mean i can't tell for sure if they're impl- trying to imply that you could change your armor on the fly like that and it will immediately like automatically adjust it. um i can't i don't know if they've said it yet josh but i've read through this already i'm pretty sure they said if you change it on the app it does change it in the game bitchin yeah, and I, I like what they said. Oh, yeah. uh, what really resonated with me is what they were saying. We focused on surfacing the features that are nearest to gameplay because I've used so many game companion apps where I'm like, this thing is cluttered and full of crap I don't care about. Like, I just want to get right to my game stuff. So it looks like that's what they're going no, for. It's cool. you notice I mean, the like pictures? I'm at work and I'm like, I miss Halo. I will play Halo and I'm on my break and I want to toy around with some of this stuff that's cool. But at the same time, if I'm in front of my television screen and I'm in between matches... I wouldn't really go to my phone at least just to swap through the different armor permutations when I could do it with a controller right there. I don't really see yeah. other people doing that either. But, again, it's cool to have it. Yeah. Um, if you, Do you see the picture here, Josh, the phone? Mm-hmm. It says the time is 343. Yeah. I remember pointing that out on the other one. And, and, of course, they have 100% battery charge, five bars. They got yeah, that's the most great unbelievable part right there. Yeah, absolutely. Fake. Um Moving along, as another goal, and really this is the case for the entire ecosystem, we want to reduce overall friction and give everyone as much flexibility as possible to get to the content and features they enjoy the most. One of the ways we are doing this is by elevating the app into a platform of sorts. Within the companion, we plan to support not only Halo Infinite, but Halo 5 and all the latest additions to the Master Chief Collection. We will also be providing access to all the latest news and have plans to experiment with some social features further down the road, so there's still plenty cooking even after launch. It's really a companion app of companion apps that we hope will be your connection to the Halo ecosystem on mobile. I just like that they reference Halo 5 because I always too. feel like they're leaving Halo 5 out away. to dry, you know? No, absolutely. It feels like it feels like there's still like there's love for that. You know, like they're like, we you know yeah. what? Fuck all y'all. You <laughs> know, like we love yeah. working on this game. No, I'm just kidding. But like I, I I feel really good about that. And you know, man, I don't know if it's possible, guys. I don't know shit about making video games, but boy, I would re- I just really would love to see Halo Five integrated into MCC someday. I really would. Uh, I'd like that, but what I'd like even more is if they could just do a Series X update that also lets there be split screen. Oh, 
if I had to choose between the two, I'm gonna go with the latter. Like you just, I'm gonna go with what you just said. People deserve to yeah. get that. So, but I don't but know yeah, if that. Yeah, that would probably be a ton of work. But it just, it's gonna suck that. Let's make it happen. The entire, the entire Halo game series co-op, and then there's one game they're gonna have to skip over. You know. So sorry, sorry guys. Um, it's another like moving along. Fuck me as a consumer, huh? Can't play this in co-op with my wife. Well, fuck you. You were on it today, Josh. I am, man. But you know there was a guy out there that was like that. He wasn't the Montana menace. You are like the, the you are the he was like uh, Louisiana menace. Cussing country bumpkin today. <laughs> I just came uh, from Cracker Barrel. I'm ready to play some Halo. What's up, oh, Cracker Barrel Cracker Barrel sounds good. Um you would speaking of the ecosystem, we also needed a beautiful brand mark for the next evolution of Waypoint. But before we get too far into those details, I'll pass the baton over to CJ Ramos Ramos who worked with me as the designer who created those elegant pixels. CJ says, as along with a refreshed website and app, we thought this was a great opportunity to revisit the Waypoint logo. For a while, our website didn't have a Waypoint logo, but with the inclusion of new companion app, we needed new branding that would appear in app stores on a device home screen. Uh, the solution we landed on takes design cues from past logos, but with an updated modern typeface and a strong graphic symbol that can be used independently like in a favicon or app icon setting. Okay, I just need to say, Josh, this is why people said this app or this this update was boring because now <laughs> let me clarify. Let me clarify. Okay. It's so Go great ahead, of the team at 343 to give the Waypoint people their time in the spotlight. They have also been working on Infinite. They are developers on Infinite just as much with this stuff. They need right. to have their time to talk about this stuff. This is stuff they're passionate about. They've been working on. This is their project. So I'm really glad we got it, and I'm, I enjoyed reading it still. But for us as content creators trying to relay this information through a podcast, oh, and it's talking about... It's talking about slightly updating the, the logo, and it's just like, this is not what most people really care about, and that's I get okay. it, but and I'm I, having it, fun, man, and I love just recording this content in general. It's so much fun. Look, I, I'm, I want to say it now, but, uh, you know, the, the Waypoint logo does actually look kind of cool to me. And you know what? I get it. It's 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 nice to see sometimes. I mean, look, at face value, this isn't the kind of shit most people want to hear about. But like Brian said, these people put in some work. You know, we got to give them some respect, right? And, like, at the same time, it's nice to kind of see what goes into a logo brand design. Like, that's awesome, you know, too, to kind of hear the interior, you know, get under the hood and get to hear this kind of shit. So, Brian, keep going, buddy. Uh, one of our top visual goals for the website was to align with Infinite's design direction but also have our own unique style. We wanted to incorporate larger images since ultra-wide and 4K monitors are becoming the norm. This allows us to showcase the Halo universe in more detail. We wanted to incorporate strong cinematic type with contrasting thick and thin weights to create structure and order. We also wanted to minimize supplementary graphic design like we did in the past. Things like thin segmented lines and subtle transparent shapes help frame the content without distracting. <laughs> now, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like, okay, here's the thing, dude. I know it's not... <laughs> His face is dying, guys. When he was reading that, there was a part of him at one point that just was like, "Yeah, this is this is a lot well, of mumbo jumbo." It's more it's more on us than it is on three four three because we're the ones <laughs> deciding to make a podcast episode out of this. Okay, <laughs> so it's just not I'm interesting to your last consumer base. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying. To, we're trying to make this as interesting as it can be for you guys. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing but, great. Yeah, but no, it's uh. It's just mumbo yeah, jumbo, but look, I, I do have a lot to say about this. I'm just kind of, I want to... Because, like, Josh, I would just love, like, you know, Josh, hit me... I'm going to do it again. Hit me up with the sound of a fan who's most excited for Halo Infinite because of Halo Waypoint's thin segmented lines. 
You know, mate, you know what? You see these steam segmented lines? That's what I'm talking about. I can't wait. You know, I love this kind of stuff. I get online and I don't see that kind of shit. And I'm like, you know what, mate? That makes me upset. I'm really mad about that. I'm going to go tell somebody. And then you go on a forum and I'm just going to like post right there. I'm going to go right on Reddit on the Halo one. And I'm going to be like, what happens my thin segmented lines? I don't get them. So then I'm going to go on there and I'm going to go to the new Halo waypoint. And they got them. And I'm like, mate, that's exactly what I wanted. I'm going to go on this website every day. You know, for me, it was really just the subtle, transparent shapes that helped me frame the content without being distracting. <laughs> you know, that's cool, mate. But, you know, I'm just really overall just excited. Yeah. It made my day. I'm going to go tell my wife. I'm going to go blog about it. And we're going to put that picture right there. We're going to print it off. And I'm going to put it right on the fridge. Josh, there if there is there are somebody out there going, these guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take us for oh. it, bro. All right, here we go. Beyond a fresh coat of paint, why did the team embark on this journey to... I said DiGiorni. <laughs> you guys know what I'm eating after this? <laughs> I have a DiGiorno pizza waiting for me. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a episode, dude. Wow. This is not going in our top ten, that's for sure. Uh, team embark uh, on a DiGiorni to redesign the I thought I got enough uh, sleep. Okay. Uh, uh, to embark on this journey to redesign and rebuild Halo Waypoint. David says, sometimes it can be tough call whether to update a legacy system or rebuild on a new tech stack. <laughs> I was exploring other areas of Microsoft when this decision was made for Waypoint, but I deeply believe it was the right decision. I'm delighted and honored <laughs> to be a part of this journey. The Waypoint development team now speaks a common language across web app and our services. This reduces some of the cognitive friction that come becomes. Josh, shut the hell up! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Oh shit! Oh, oh. Yeah, I got the. <laughs> I hope you guys appreciate. We left this in the recording. <clears throat> oh, my throat oh. hurts. From laughing so hard, I got <sighs> tears in my eyes. My face is red right it now. It comes it's with an inevitable context switch. We've also fully embraced TypeScript, and despite some initial learning curves, it has brought a massive productivity boost in the long run. Types can never be substituted for tests, but I'm continually surprised at how much TypeScript does for us. What is We also have access to more modern tooling and more active developer community. Josh, what were we thinking when we did this <laughs> Oh, keep going. I man. warned him, guys. I warned him, but he, got, he didn't got, read this beforehand. I didn't because I wanted to react live, and I'm so glad I did. Wow. Oh, oh my man. God! Thank you for this. Um, Love the you Waypoint, guys. The Waypoint development team now speaks a common language across web. Denver, I'm reading the same thing again. All right, let's move on. You're good, man. You're good. Um, but enough about the technical stuff. Okay, <laughs> okay. We also got a chance to refresh the way the development team interacts with the design team. And if you ask me, the collaboration has never been better. We'll turn that over to T Tiana. Tiana says, empowering design thinking was the forefront of the Waypoint Next journey, crafting experiences that we could empathize with, em, em, empathize with divine, uh, wow, define, <laughs> <laughs> divine, uh, uh, by the by the nine, uh, idiot prototype and test. We leveraged the collaborative design software Figma that, I thought this was, I thought we were doing with the technical stuff. Tiana? Balls, bro. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Figma, which was enabled our process and the creation of design systems, 
aka design library for both website and app platforms. Compared to the 2014 launch of Halo Waypoint, the use of design systems was a technical leap for the Halo Waypoint design process. Design systems allow designers to create single elements like a button or a grouping of elements that we can reuse in all our design files. If we can change that button style in the design system, that change propagates to all the design files. Josh, you sure you want me to keep reading this? <laughs> yes. Dude, this is insane. Dude, I'm having so much fun right now. This, this, oh, please this is... Stop oh. the madness, bro. <laughs> I can keep going. Please keep going. I do actually Design systems save time and help us keep things like the navigation updates consistent throughout all the designs. It's also a great tool that the development team can reference. All that said, the process and tool improvements with the Halo Waypoint to support Halo for years to come. At the beginning of this design process, we kept things like accessibility at the top of our mind. 60% of disabilities are invisible, so it's a constant learning process. To me, accessibility isn't just a requirement. It's part of the everyday experience. One of my grandfathers was wheelchair-bound in his later years, and my other grandfather was blind for all the years that I knew him. Other immediate family members have color vision deficiency, a.k.a. color blindness, which makes for very interesting color considerations when designing complex visuals. Okay, See, this stuff's important. I was just going to say. For example, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll tackle it at the end. CJ leveraged different line weights and patterning so that folks with color vision deficiency can also read the data. Legibility also beyond accessibility. For example, we considered the pixel width of the content in a news article. Uh, it's easier for our eyes to read from one line to the next when the width of the text is roughly 50 to 75 characters, which translates to 550 to 600 pixels for us. Learning how our brains process information is an aspect of user experience and coming up with creative solutions is part of the fun. This is important, guys, because people actually you know, have these issues, and this helps a lot with that. And it's not just in the Waypoint stuff. They do this kind of stuff with the game, too, to make it stuff more accessible for people. This right here looks really good. This this minimalist picture we're seeing. No, this it looks incredibly sleek, incredibly sexy, uh, all about that. And honestly, I'm going to just come back and say this again, but honestly, guys, why this stuff is so important, despite me losing my absolute mind uh, over Brian getting through reading some of this, because I, can, I, can, I know Brian long enough where I can hear, like, this is... This is mumbo jumbo. This is stupid. I'm tapping but, out. Yeah, and we're not even yeah. close to the end, bro. Yeah, but but no, that, but that's good because you know it's fun. But anyway, I, I the most important thing is that you know things like accessibility. I don't have you know color blindness. I don't have really any of those types of issues. So for me, I don't think of any of that kind of stuff. But for other people that do, this kind of stuff is so important, and it's good they're going into it because it's nice to see that under the hood why these people do this kind of stuff and the approach and the work that they go to and yeah for us it's completely alien and cryptic and i'm over here you know it's like spelling out the end of the world on the wall in some alien dialect and i'm laughing my ass off but these people really did work on that i mean i'm just waiting to finish this podcast so i can go take my DiGiorni, <laughs> <laughs> my pepperoni DiGiorni, large pepperoni DiGiorni. yeah on that um, pizzazz CJ says, in this redesign, we wanted to increase functionality and accessibility. We paid close attention to colors, color contrast, textures, font sizes, and font weights. Throughout our site, we are constantly checking the contrast ratio to make sure all the text is readable against all background scenarios. That's very good. We also designed our charts and graphs to be less dependent on color. We started out with no colors at all and played around with the line weight and texture. So everything they're showing here is very minimalist, very nice looking. Josh, I was... That sounds ridiculous, but dude, I've I've been on websites. Pardon me. I've been on websites before where I'm like trying to order shit and I literally have to like minimize the scale 
of the in you know just the the website because itself because I can't even like get a certain cursor over a certain place and I've seen my my dad use his Mac and it has the same issues like the fact that they're doing all this stuff with colors makes it's really nice really good it's going to be convenient mm. we're not going to think about it when it's there but it's going to be good that it's there yeah Josh just to spice it up a little bit and tell you a story so for all of you having to endure me reading this um, what's really cool is back when I was in first grade I actually got put in a special like a special education class for reading because my reading was so poor for a first grader. And so, you know, it seemed kind of embarrassing at the time to be in the special class for reading, but I got really, really good at reading. And then my reading instructor took me to Taco Bell while all the other kids had to eat school lunch. It was pretty badass. So, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I got put in that special reading class when I was younger because now I can read really well. Well, Brian, I'm, I'm but <clears throat> excuse me, guys, from laughing so hard, I've now ruined my voice. Uh, some of that, that hyena laugh. What can I say? I'm looking through the rest of this and this is a ton of mumbo jumbo, but I, it's up to you if you want to keep continuing it. But what I will say, one thing I do want to touch on, cause I did see it earlier. I'm seeing it later on in this and I've seen people speculate. Is this for our tomorrow thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? For our tomorrow thing? Are you, did you yeah. scroll down or something? Yeah. I mean, it was up on the app picture before, but like if you scroll down even more and you see the one picture, oh, what it does it say? Just show. go ahead. Um, well, it just says, it just shows like for our tomorrow. And I think somebody else had an image. I can't remember if they got it from here or somewhere else, but it basically said like completing the, you know, the, the, the chief's campaign or whatever, you know, you get this award or whatever for it. And then like Unishek was online saying on Twitter, like, Hey, just so you know, I cleared that up with a team, you know, this, that isn't finalized. So don't read too much into it. And then everyone was like, I'm going to read into it, but it made it sound like there's going to be multiple campaigns and potentially others where you're not playing as chief. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I think that'll happen, but you know, I'm not even going to bother trying to guess, you know, but I do think that'll be the case. Yeah. Um Josh, actually I think, you know, what I think we can do, I think we can just touch on each of these pictures real quick and move into the cannon fodder and even though oh, yeah, man. we started with the intention of reading it all, I think the progression that people got from us on this podcast from seriousness to silliness will show how we arrived at this moment. <laughs> um, so um, right here, this we'll just touch on the pictures. We'll go to cannon fodder. This picture right here of the multiplayer stuff kind of brings me back to the Bungie um, multiplayer stats on Bungie's site. Yep, remember that, I can see that. Absolutely. So that's It's minimalist. I like the colors. I like how simple it is. That's pretty neat. I like the, um, the, little, uh, the little piece of paper. I don't know. I can't remember what to call that shit. I'm sorry, but it just I love I love the designs they got going on in these metals. It's just very cool. Yeah, I mean, now that we're seeing more of it and hearing more of it, it does seem like a big improvement to the current Halo waypoint. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. If you go scroll down again, we see that like the customization looks really good for what you can do on your phone, like as far as seeing what armor pieces are available and and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's as, as useful as it seems, you know. Because a lot of yeah, times, you know, a lot of times, I just want to mess with my Spartans <clears throat> customization, but I don't want to. I don't want to sit at my Xbox for an hour, but I, I'm obsessive and I do want to like like work on the design. So I could just take my phone and go watch something with my wife on the couch and still mess around with it on my phone, you know. So that's kind of nice. Absolutely, because um, you know, if you're someone who wants to just like still stay in that frame of mind, but you're not there, like if you're on your, if you're riding a bus to work or school or something, or you know what happens, yeah. you're on break and you want to still look at that stuff, like. You know what? I want to see what this does actually look like with that. You know, I could I could see myself at break thinking about. Oh yeah, I want to change too. up. You know, stuff like that. So um, be- dude, if you scroll down for a bit to get to these new metals, these new metals look really good. Like I'm oh, all about. Yeah, that's them. what I was looking at earlier. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's what I was looking at earlier. I love the designs of those so much, dude. I think they yeah. look so cool, so minimalistic, and I just that's another thing. Perfect. You know, 
you get to see these with through this inside infinite stuff and you get to hear these little details and it's things that when the game comes out you don't even think twice about you put zero thought into but they go to enhance that experience for you and i tell you i love seeing stuff like this i love the little nuanced stuff and it really goes to add for that experience for my memories i mean it's just weird you know when i get nostalgic about games sometimes it's not actually the experience sometimes it's like what i associated it with like i think i played like kotor like almost every christmas now like around december because uh one of the first years it came out i think i started a replay of it around that time so now i just associate that game with like it's snowing outside and having that bright sunlight filter in so as ridiculous as that sounds Little things like this go to kind of add to that experience and all the different aesthetics and how that just plays into it. I don't know. I love stuff like that. Josh, I want to read one more thing before we go to Cannon Fodder. There's one more good oh, piece. Oh, absolutely. Here. Go Ready? for it, man. Yeah. Um, actually, well, it's it's two more pieces. I want to read one thing from from Turner Sinopoli, a technical environment artist, and then I want to read the final thing by Joe Staten. So this is, this is pretty hype for Infinite. It says... As we are pulling everything together on Infinite, we are deep in the depths of bug fixing and we are at the peak of finding most the most fun sort of bugs. I'm talking super jumps, getting thrown Ooh. a million miles across the map, and all the fun Mint Blitz style shenanigans. Oh, shout out to Mint Blitz. Yeah, shenanigans that makes every day at work feel like watching Halo 3 compilation videos back in 2007. Oh, uh, some highlights so far have included invisible walls trapping players, <laughs> trees literally jumping in the air, Physic objects with desire to kill Master Chief, and my personal favorite, jumping next to a thing too many times makes it explode. Oh, it's so, so cool to hear the transparency on stuff. That sounds really fun, and it's nice to know that like they're in the the depths of bug fixing polish stage. Like we're, I, Josh, do you feel any more comfortable that this game's coming out this year? Or are you still strong on it next year? I wouldn't say I'm strong on it anymore, but I would still say I feel okay. that way. Yeah. Okay. But I hope to be wrong. I think I'm gonna be wrong, so I'm not yeah. set on it. I'm not emotionally invested in that opinion. If that makes sense. So we see a cool, like, kind of almost painted-looking image here of the Academy, and then we have some yeah, closing words a lot from, of time there. Yeah. from Joe Staten here, which is pretty cool. It says, During the Halo Infinite section of the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase, I said the Master Chief is the heart of Halo. This is true, and we can't wait for all of you to play the latest epic and intimate chapter of the Chief's story. But it isn't the whole truth. There's uh-huh. another hero standing beside Master Chief at the very heart of the Halo universe. Some of you may have met this hero way back in 2001 with the launch of Halo Combat Evolved. Some of you will meet this hero for the first time this holiday because this hero is you. What? What? Or rather, they are the character you become every time you step into a Halo multiplayer match. And the next step of their journey begins with the launch of Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season, which we're calling Heroes of Reach. Customizing your character, making your Spartan look and sound exactly the way you want is a huge part of the journey. So is tracking your triumphs and setbacks or interacting with your friends and foes on a new and improved Halo Waypoint. But your journey is much more than that. At the center of our plans is a goal to deeply root your multiplayer character in the larger Halo universe and give them a vital active role in the Halo story moving forward. How exactly we're going to do this in the seasons and years ahead? Well, we're not ready to share details yet. But I can share that we picked Heroes of Reach as a seasonal theme for very specific reasons. Reach has a rich history. It's a key location for Spartans of old and a focal point for a new generation of Spartans preparing to wrestle with the perils and mysteries of a galaxy that has fundamentally changed after the events of Halo 5. Indeed, Halo Infinite's first multiplayer season takes place at a transformational moment in Halo history, at the pivot point from one generation of heroes to the next. In this moment, your multiplayer hero is waiting just off stage, 
geared up for battle and ready to spring into action. And their epic story has yet to be told. Now, Josh, I want to make a huge claim here that is based on very little, and I could be wrong, and I think I hope I'm All right, bet. But I think that Halo Infinite is going to be a story that, I'm not saying Chief retires or dies, but it's going to more or less be Chief's last story, Chief's ending, and the future of Halo is going to be in a very Destiny Guardians-esque style of you, your Spartan, and your friend Spartans being the heroes of the Halo universe. That's what I think. I could be wrong, but I feel like that's what this is saying. And it's I'm making a I big hope, stretch. But. I hope you're wrong because I don't I feel like, like that. They made that very clear after the reception of five that they weren't retiring Chief. But at the same time, I'm kind of with you in some ways. This almost almost seems like, and again, totally conspiracy theory, totally throwing speculation at the wall here and seeing what sticks. Right? This totally feels like what. Halo Reach's campaign was like maybe Infinite could you know, like their their next sort of campaign, whether big or small sized, could be like featuring your Spartan in a reached yeah. a type experience where they don't really say much, but the story is very much of your character going through that type of stuff or or something yeah, I mean, to that effect. And maybe so like maybe like what Josh is saying is true, where all the continued uh, campaigns that come after Infinite's main campaign. You play as your Spartan, and maybe you even interact with Chief in the campaign. Well, see, if they did that, it is a very easy way to still pump out that content because you're not having to, say, get, you know, any of the main voice actors, potentially, you know, in those roles, and maybe rotate in some of the more uh, minor ones. Maybe get Palmer in there. Maybe get Lasky. You know, maybe get uh, even Hood. You know, whatever, you know, you can think of. But, like, just get some... Get some people in there and get a way to feature them more or something to that effect. So that way you still have some familiarity and some nostalgia. And there could still be whatever mainline Halo game comes after Infinite, which is a long way away, that could still be Chief again. You never know. Yeah, and that's what I hope. I hope we do come back to getting to play as Chief. But at the same time, there's another part of me that's like, okay, hypothetically, if you're going to do in 10 years, you want to do a next Halo. You want to move on to a next Halo. If, If I knew... Right now, if 343 said, that is our plan, we're going to spend like 10-ish years, we're going to try to spend around that time doing this stuff, pumping out content, right, for you guys, but we are going to do another Halo, okay? I'd be like, cool, then if your plan was for these 10 years to be about my Spartans journey in a narrative structure, I'm fine with that knowing that I'll still get to play as Chief again, but I don't I don't know if that's realistic at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, one of the thing is, like, I, I hate to go to say this, but like, you know, Steve Downs is not going to be alive forever. And even if even if he lives to be 100 years old, he's not going to want to be voice recording. It's just going to, man, life, that's going to be mixed if they really do retire Chief, whether he dies or not. Like, even if it is so well pull that done. Off, you'd be happy if he died or retired in this game. Do you think there's any way they could do it? No, well, no, just because I, you know, I hate to say that I'm this kind of person, but like, I'm stuck to like Frank. I think it was Frankie's word that basically said like we're not going to retire Chief or whatever. And the next he game will be all about him and all that kind of stuff. Like I know that things change in life and people grow and people learn different things every day. We're wake up a completely different person in some ways. But at the same time, you, when you're uh, when, when you're running a business, when you're when you're an employee, you know, at working at a company and you're putting out products for people to consume. You know, you're definitely, you become men and women of your word. So I don't want to, I don't think they would do that, but I don't know. It almost feels like they could. What if he like didn't retire or die, but it was clear they were done telling a story? Like what if he still bother? Yeah. I would rather play as chief 
any day. Oh, I, I, I'm with you, dude. No, I'm I know. You. I'm just saying. I, I just don't get me wrong. I would want to have other experiences, but like, uh, I don't know. At the same time, at the same time, you do got to have an end somewhere. And and infinite. It, it, I don't want it. I just don't want the narrative to be like Chief is kind of the protagonist to kind of guide you into this new era, which it seems like all the wording is applying to. Yeah. As they put you now in the shoes of your Spartan and. As we move your Spartan, say, hey, you can do them in multiplayer and move them into multiplayer. Doesn't it sound like that's what's happening? I'm getting the vibe that your Spartans are going to be your, the Guardians from Destiny. Like, this is your Guardian. This is your Spartan. And now you are the character in this world. See? I mean. Big problem with that. Because. Yeah. Something like Mass like Effect, for example. The reason being that I bring that up is because if you could try to read some of the Mass Effect books and they mention Shepard, you have so little mention of Shepard and Shepard is so ambiguous as to the gender, the decisions that Shepard has done, it's more just the the more railroady type stuff, yeah. so to speak, the, the that you experience as Shepard that they can really pull from, and that could be potentially difficult in lore moving forward when they're trying to cover events that maybe your Spartan character or your Spartan and your friends go through. Well, Brian, what's up? You want to say something? Well, if they handle the lore and story the exact same way as Destiny, it won't be. But I don't want that for Halo. No, I don't either. Because in Destiny, they handle all the story and lore, story and lore with... No, that's Guardian. what bothers me. Okay, now I love Destiny 2, but like one time, Brian, I got on Destiny 2 one day, and the one of this, this new uh, raid that had been out got completed by a group of people, like the world's first thing, and yeah. they had a, like a sort of a, just a kind of an image, you know, image like a couple images mixed with some narration talking about the Guardians who went there and did it. And I'm like, thanks. Fuck me. I'm like, that's. <laughs> I'm not even the, that player, and this is supposed to feel like my story. I know that other people are doing this, but it's supposed to feel like my guardian and my fire team story. And you're telling me that someone else already did it. It's like, thanks, thanks. You know, like I don't, don't. I wouldn't. I don't want. I don't want infinite. I don't want three four three to make Halo Destiny. Let Halo be Halo. Say, and they, they're, you know, they're, they're right next to Bungie. You know. Like they, but they, I say all, all this and I have so much like trepidation, it. but I'm also like, I just need to play it to experience it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I mean, going in with a fresh mind, but I'm scared. Like I've said many times, I said in the Discord like yesterday, on? you know, the Halo, I'm, I'm here because of my nostalgia for the original Halos. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what they do with Infinite Dude. I'm still here. Like I'm still, well, I'm this is for the next generation. Of, you know. And, you know, yeah. I'm all for that because it's going to bring new people in. And, and you know what? However they want to do it, I'm going to have a great time. I'm open to all of it, even if there's aspects I like more than others and stuff like that. I didn't yep. play the damn game, so I got to see how it works off fundamentally. The yep. last thing I'm going to say on this part, though, Brian, is regarding all the waypoint stuff. The one thing I did want to say is I hope to hell, and I will be hyped as all get out, if they enable some way to make this stuff really shareable in cool ways on places like Twitter. Like if I can get on the app. And I can Ooh, find yeah. a way to just show some of this stuff off and really represent my Spartan and that show would be nice. my character off on Twitter when there's such a that social platform in today's times. If they can find some kind of fun integration to make using that app really fun, I mean, awesome. That could be so cool for all of us. In in Discord Absolutely. too. I mean, I don't know what, but like just really cool use. Like what if you can yeah, just no. immediately go from the app to like sharing it to a Discord and then it pops up and like, you want to authorize this? And it's like, oh, hell yeah, I do. I want them to see this, you know? So, and then you go into it. Yeah, that would make it get used a lot more for sure. Absolutely. So, I agree. Josh, you ready to go into the cannon fodder? Hell yeah. I'm. This is the one I'm most excited for too. Well, I'm, I'm excited for all of it. So what can I say? I'm in a good um, mood. I'm okay, having a good so, time. Uh, Grim Brother 1, uh, Jeff Easterling says, so it's been a pretty good month for new Halo news, I feel like. Last issue, we covered some of the more lore 
related elements of our multiplayer reveal in the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase, as well as touching on further similar similarly themed good goodies. Man, guys, a lot of reading today. Goodness. Speaking of which, <laughs> you're doing have a great you signed job. Signed up Brian. for the Halo Insider program yet? <laughs> there it is. I'm back, bitch. Guys, they're gonna be dropping this Halo Insider program any moment. So get it signed up because they're gonna say we warned you, and they're gonna point to 30 million times that they did. I was gonna say, you know what? It is gonna be funny when someone's like, "What the hell, man? I never had a chance to sign up." And yeah. then they're like, "Have," and then get the photo that meme photo Will Smith pointing at like Jada Pinkett, right, from the award show, and then instead it's just like all these different times they said, have you signed up for the Halo Insider yeah. program? Yeah, I feel like it's been at least two dozen times, and, and, and yeah. Um, this edition, we're looking ahead to a brand new addition to the story, one that will pair with your Halo Infinite campaign experience, like an extra helping of your favorite dish. And speaking of, of dish, let's do so. And we all know how much Josh likes another Halo book. <laughs> Let's go into it. I got some things I want to say about that. Um, kicking things off, today we're excited to announce the next novel in this universe we all love. Here's what I'm surprised about, Josh. They announced a new novel that still hasn't released yet a few months ago, and now they're re- announcing another one. And this one actually comes out before the one that they announced months ago. Oh, boy. Uh, the other one was the Divine Wind one. This is called the, Ruby, uh, the Rubicon Protocol, penned by our stellar stablemate, Kelly Gay. In her last novel, Halo Point of Light, Kelly made a pit stop onto the surface of Zeta Halo while on a galactic gallivanting tour with our favorite Mariner-class spacecraft and its daring denizens. This time, our popular pen pal is heading back to Installation of Seven, but on a very different mission and with a very different cast of characters. Now, there's a beautiful cover art here that is done once again by Pixel Flare. What do you think of this, Josh? I like it because the way Pixel Flare's approach seems to be... You know, like having sort of a, a character or characters there, but then you have so much in the background to really pull from. You know what I mean? There's like, it's just really complementary of one another. I think you have like the character there, but it's not taking up the whole book cover. So there's a lot to just, you know, when I was a kid, okay, when I was a kid, for example, and Fall of Reach was the only book that was out. And, oh no, I'm sorry. There was three of them out at the time. Well, I would just stare at like that one, The Flood and First Strike. And I never really wanted to take the time as much back then to really dive into those books. You know, I got into reading a little bit later, but yeah. at the time I would stare at those pictures and, you know, I would judge a book by its cover and I would try to form, you know, the the impressions, you know, I would I would try to sort of fill out the, the world building kind of in my head just based off those pictures I saw. And there is so much to take from covers like the ones Pixel Flare does, so... Well. I can't imagine how it feels to be him right now with two books under his belt be and official that. artwork for Infinite. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And Kelly Gay's back. That's so cool. Yeah, and everybody loved Point of Light. Okay. So. Yeah, here's what I'm going to say. Rubicon Protocol totally sounds like an intimate position. I love the name of that. That's hilarious, but also badass. You are, you are bad today, Josh. I am bad today, bad. Brian. I'm, so, I'm a bad boy. But uh, Poopy, you said? I'm Poopy. Uh, but anyway, Rubicon Protocol, though, that sounds cool. I don't, you know, guys, look. I am a noob when it comes to this book stuff. Um, it's just so, it's so tough because I want to read these sorts of things, um, but each time I do, I feel like I can't get through it fast enough because they're constantly churning out other ones. And like Brian approaching said, approaching forty novels, approaching forty novels, and this one now that's just announced is still coming out even sooner than the, the previous one that was announced. What was it, Divine Win? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So. It's just like I kind of feel overwhelmed because you do want to hop on the new experience when it comes out, you know, just not necessarily because of FOMO with books, but more so because it's just it's exciting. And if I, I don't know, I, I feel like I can't keep up. And, and in the same goes for something like Star Wars, which has way more than 40 books. So, you know, 
I'm not I'm not giving Star Wars a pass whatsoever with that kind of thing. It's just I know a lot of you guys out there love this stuff because you know you want more of the lore, and when you don't have the games out, this is the closest thing you get to new stuff, and that makes complete sense to me. As someone in yeah. Star Wars, it makes complete sense to me. So it makes sense. I just I want I, I'm so behind in reading the Halo books compared to something like Star Wars that I always want to invest in these and read into these, but I, I feel like I can't keep up, and I feel kind of overwhelmed every time, and also. I kind of miss, I just kind of miss as a kid when, um, this stuff felt more special, you know, because it, it wasn't was out as much. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I wasn't as aware, but, but more so because it just, it no, I was felt saying more, it was more rare that it came out. Oh, then yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I don't, now it's like, this is something to expect. Whereas when I was younger, it was like, oh, cool. This, you know, like when I beat the campaign, I could read this to still stay there. But again, yep. I say that, and that's why a lot of people love this stuff. So I'm not hating on it. Definitely excited. I just, I know I probably won't read this at launch, and I really want to. I mean, the cover looks awesome. Rubicon Protocol, what is that? And, you know, I, I love the name of the Cole Protocol. I don't know how that book's received, but I've never heard too many amazing things about that one specifically. But I just, the name of it sounds cool. The art looks awesome, all the blues and the the, the greens, you know, with the, the trees and everything. And also, Kelly Gay is fantastic and does fantastic work. So really Absolutely. cool overall, though. I'm sorry. Um, moving Continue forward, on. Josh, it says, as you may have been piecing together throughout previous trailers and information drops, Halo Infinite's campaign begins roughly six months after UNSC forces were ambushed at Zeta Halo. During that time, the UNSC has been mounting a resistance on a shorn fragment of the ring, desperately trying to hold out long enough for hope to arrive. In Halo, the Rubicon Protocol, you'll get a unique glimpse of humanity's struggle to survive amidst a growing banished occupation that takes place in that period. Oh, shit. To be clear... Yeah. This adventure stands on its own, but if you find yourself enjoying and eager to learn more about some of the scattered stories you might encounter while playing the game, then Halo the Rubicon Protocol will be right up your alley oh, when it drops next okay. March. Um, yeah, so it's it's quite a ways away, then, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, but that actually sounds really cool. I love that it stands on its own. A lot of these books aren't doing that, which is good. Well, you, I think I think it's good they're not standing on their own, but, I, but I'm really, this one I might be able to actually ingest. I was going to say, though, that you, you've you noticed ever since Halo 4, they always are having to hammer over the head to be clear. This adventure, adventure stands on its own and stuff. Like, they're, they're, they're trying to say, like, you don't... I mean, I maybe I read it wrong. I, I feel like they're always trying to say, hey, you don't have to read books to play the game. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. I could be wrong. Um, well, I it think says, it's just we'll certainly have more to territory. Of, of yeah. Out more we'll certainly have more to share down the road, but in the meantime, enjoy the fantastic cover art above, composed by the talented William Pixelflare Cameron. Which is, yeah, it's beautiful. It's absolutely, all of his work Blair's is 10 great. Yeah. Um, moving on, it says, Mark Installation. This yeah. week we launched Season 7 of the Master Chief Collection, which focuses primarily on Sangheili customization items. If you're interested in learning more about some of the lore behind the armors we added, check out Issue 114. But that's not all we added. To There's celebrate more. the upcoming Halo Infinite, we're adding the prototype for the Mark 7 helmet keystone into Halo 4. Within the MCC. That's pretty badass. That is pretty badass. It's a pretty awesome opportunity to look ahead to the studio's latest brand new adventure by placing a small piece of it in our first one. That is so I cool. I bet Alex I loves love that. that. <laughs> I need to go check his Absolutely. Twitter. And there's another picture, which is amazing, by Pixel Flare. Yeah, dude. Oh, so pretty. The, 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 the amount of Pixel Flare things I've seen put out makes it, makes it seem like he can just draw this up in two minutes. But I know it's... A lot more work. I know. I, you know what? That's that's a really good way of putting it. Because I get these. Uh, these look like it's like this guy just churns them out. It looks like from my yeah. from my point of view, but probably not. It does an amazing job. We'll have to jump into Halo Four and wear that thing. 
Um, that would be cool. But uh, yeah. so a little bit of like nostalgic for Halo Four multiplayer it. recently. Really? Yeah, we should play that. Yeah, I don't um, know. Just like you remember Keystone. how I used to complain about the sounds all the time, and it was just like, yeah, you know, I don't like the sounds in the game. I'm like lately, I've been, I've been like, man, I'm almost kind of, I'm at a point where I'm almost nostalgic for Halo Four now, despite playing it kind of late compared to everybody else. So. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, the Keystone Enhancement Suit represents a material group's evolutionary design study that, when combined elements developed in earlier Mark Seven iterations, such as the example scene worn by Spartan Naomi Zero Ten, as well as the Gen Two Decimator Suit, um, among others, what? It's sweet. Sweet. My bad. I was, I was looking at that. I was like, no, you're good. I'm not trying to be a hotel suite. Yeah, just... Among others, <laughs> eventually formed the basis of the production Mark Seven in Mjolnir's third developed development generation if you want to get your hands on or head in i guess one of you one for yourself make sure you pick it up for free at the exchange in game sweet um moving on highway to helmet as we mentioned up top last (laughs) issue that's very cool we touched on a number of different sandbox elements from our universe that fans saw show up in the latest week's showcase of halo infinite multiplayer goodness Several fans noted that we're, that there were some obvious items that we didn't highlight, including some examples of pieces, helmets in particular, that had actually already been seen as far back as our first Inside Infinite development up blo- update blog this past December. Oh, shit. Okay, that seemed yeah. like a logical spot to reach a relevatory compromise, so today we're bringing back those items and giving you a few additional little lore details to attach to them. So this first one's the one that looks like it's from Mass Effect that we saw back in December. Yep, um, I can see it's that. It's called the Anubis Gen 3. The manufacturer is the Lethbridge Industrial, and it oh, says it the me, Anubis. Ryan. What's that? I said, read it to me, baby. I love this part. I love the. The Anubis is unusual in that its structural frame and core electronics are grown inside Sangheili assembly forges, though final assembly and integration uses traditional fabrication techniques. That's ah, badass. That's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Grown inside Sangheili assembly forges. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, next one, another one we saw from December, is the Mark V Zeta mm-hmm. Gen 3 Manufacturer Materials Group. It says, Spartans assigned to Oni's Exeno Materials Exploitation Group on Installation of 7 found that their upgraded Mark V's mix of high-threat response and surveillance interlinks were ideal for the ring's peculiar operating environment. Sweet. Dude. Dude, All I love this one. And the, the visor looks like a... It reminds me of like tinsel on a Christmas tree. <laughs> mm, that makes sense. I was thinking the Matrix, those, yeah. but that, that, that actually. Okay, I can sense. still see that. No, I can see that too. Okay. Um, the next armor is called Cavalino Gen Three, manufacturer Emerson Tactical Systems. The Cavalino expands Emerson's offerings with Mjolnir platform helmets tailored for the needs of fire team leaders, trainers, and combat observers. Badass Dude. man! All this armor. Loving Any it. of this armor, if it had to be my this- main armor, I'd be happy. Yeah, this Cavalino one, that's actually my favorite out of any I've seen in Infinite overall so far. It could be just the white kind of like the white with the black kind of look because I just I just think that looks so aesthetically pleasing to me. Just yeah. like it's so I mean, there's you, there's some of the dirt in her, the not dirt and grime, but there's there's just a bit. It's, it's still a bit grungy. You know, it's still a bit worn, but I yeah. just love I just love how it looks like I just if I was wearing that, I feel like a badass. Same with like the camo. One. All these suits just look so damn good. And I know I'm not going to wear most of them. I'm going to find one to settle on. But, man, are they making it, like, they're making it really tough to to really be that kind of person that settles on one. I'm, I feel like I'm going to, it's going to channel my OCD in a fun way. And I'm going to constantly be rotating through stuff. I don't know. So cool. Absolutely. 
Um, the above options pieces were developed from the ground up as the initial wave of Gen 3 Mjolnir suite. Of course, you'll also have the opportunity to pursue the Gen 1 Mjolnir Mark 5B platform as well, with its own array of available modifications. The technology dates back to the Covenant War era, but has been fully reconditioned and upgraded with newer and more optimized components, giving life to older tech at an integral time and offering a new generation of Spartans the opportunity to take the battlefield outfitted in the same style of armor that some of their own heroes once donned. Let's take a look at such example. This first one, yeah. straight up, it looks like George from... It does, dude. Oh my gosh, and so um, pretty looking. Grenadier Gen 1 Manufacturer Materials Group. Grenadier helmets are officially categorized as prototypes as Nav Spec War wrestles with the overwhelming cost of its lightweight armored composite shell. Man, they're Man. paying so much homage to prior Halo games. I love it. This it, see in stuff like this. This is why I think it's so exciting because just the 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 inclusivity, you know, just having so many different options for Spartans for players. There's so many more females playing Halo now than I think even in 2015. You know, yeah. and we don't get to see them all the time, like on Especially social media. Especially with being free to play, there's gonna be more. But yes, and you're gonna have you know young younger people playing. You're gonna maybe even have older people coming in and. It's just so cool to have all this stuff, to see all this stuff. There's going to be stuff that's familiar to us. There's going to be stuff that's new. But there's all these little bits of lore details that makes it fun. And you can tell that it... Okay, compared to like something like 4 and 5's uh, Spartan armors and designs, it seemed like those were just shit out, like churned out real fast. You know, like they had a quote... Even though I'm sure they were worked hard on. And I'm sure they did work hard on them. And I'm, I'm you know, sorry to those people. I genuinely don't mean to, to sound harsh. It's just those These are just uh, so far and above they didn't better. They feel as well inspired as what we're seeing here in the Infinite stuff. So I'm really yeah. excited with this stuff. And it just everyone's... No one's going to look the same, you know? I, I, I feel like yeah. developers say that type of stuff all the time when they're promoting their, their suite of options and stuff and, and customization features. But man, I'm really getting that vibe with Halo. Yeah, um, as we mentioned previously in the article, it finishes up by talking about the book that's coming out after Kelly. Well, actually, no, I think I got it wrong. Um, What's well, all right? I think Troy Denning's book's coming out before uh, the one we saw. It's getting Kelly hard to either. keep up, though, because there's a yeah, lot of books. Yeah, but uh, reading ahead, it says, Before we close for today, we thought we'd bookend this issue with some extra bit of novel news. Back in issue 112, we announced the next novel from the acclaimed penman Troy Denning, Hell Halo yeah, Divine Wind. We gave you the title, the author, and the cover, which you can see here again, by the fantastic Benjamin Carr. Today we thought you might enjoy a more detailed description of the adventure to wet your whistle. October 2559, with the galaxy in the suffocating grip of renegade artificial intelligence, another perilous threat has quietly emerged in the shadows. The Keepers of the One Freedom. A fanatical and merciless Covenant Splinter Group has made its way beyond the borders of the galaxy to an ancient foreigner installation known as the Ark. Led by an infamous brute named Castor, the Keepers intend to achieve what the Covenant and all its might failed to, activate Halo and take the last steps on the path of the Great Journey into Transcendence. Oh, shit. But unknown to Castor and his new unexpected ally on the Ark, there are traitors to, co to the cause in their midst, namely the Ferrets, composed of Office of Naval Intelligence operative Veda Lupus and her young team of Spartan Threes, who have been infiltrating the Keepers to lay the groundwork for Castor's assassination. But with Oni's field operations now splintered and cut off by the Guardian threat, Veda's original mission has suddenly and dramatically escalated in scope. There's simply no choice or fallback plan. Either the ferrets somehow stop the Keepers or the galaxy faces an extinction-level event. Damn, dude. What do you that's think, actually, Josh? Uh, that's one I probably won't read anytime soon, but that actually sounds pretty damn cool. I love that there's some young Spartan 3s in there. I think that's awesome. And I just love that they're really 
they're really starting to come out with brute shit. Like, just there's a lot of like yeah. focus getting put on brutes. Well, hearing beats, about that covenant was a thing splinter so groups, long. hearing about covenant splinter groups always just makes me feel like this does really take place in a post Halo Three world. You know where? Yeah. You know, I like stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's that's this beautiful. Really cool. cover Did they say uh, we see the photo below? Did they say who that Sanghili is? I can't remember if that was a thing before. Um, I think covered. we know from prior books, but I don't think they say. Okay, either. yeah. My apologies, um, guys, for being a noob on that. And then it says, so going on, it says, Halo Divine Wind is slated to hit store shelves, digital displays, and audio instruments on October 19th. So to correct myself, I did earlier say, I think I said Kelly Gay's book was coming out next. I was wrong. It's this book, and then the following March would be Kelly Gay's book. Okay, um, gotcha. It says, before we head out, just in case you missed it, go and check our latest edition of Inside Infinite, which dropped yesterday. Yeah. We got it covered we did, we, halfway. Yeah, half of it. <laughs> it covers some cool new info about upcoming updates to Halo Waypoint, both in web and app forms, as well as some new progression details on how you'll be able to expand your personal arsenal in Halo Infinite. With new items within the Halo universe, as well as some that fall decidedly outside of our canon in some cool and unique ways. But more on that another day. That's interesting, dude. I wonder if we'll end up getting like a Gears of War inspired armor or something. You know, that's what I was hoping. Like, why not? Why not go into? I mean, Sea of Thieves does that. With they, they have a lot of crossovers. You can get a Halo. At least I did at one point. I have a Halo themed, you know, Spartan themed ship. So whenever Brian plays that with me for the first time, guys, I'm going with that. That's definitely what we gotta do. Um, to, but to close this article with one couple last sentences here, it says, for now, that will do it for us this time around. Don't wander off too far, though, but you have a bit of a special milestone coming up next issue, it seems like. He's referring to the fact so. that the next issue would be 117. Uh, and then he says, until next time, live well, play Halo, and it's Spartan Agrina. Lorette is her first name. When he said Ag- that, dude, Agrina. Like, I know this is ridiculous, but I thought, like, you listened to the podcast where I had trouble c- c- correct or pronouncing it, didn't you, Jeff? Oh. But no. <laughs> but no. But it's funny. So <laughs> that, is, that is funny. But no, I love, it's good to have Potter, Much shorter and much more interesting than the Waypoint stuff, but that's to be expected. You know what, And, though, Josh, that was a lot that of into- reading, man. Dude, it is. And nicely job. Good. Nicely job. Nicely job. Good job to Brian. I really Everyone. hope the people that Clap listen to this episode enjoyed themselves because oh, I know they're it's all in vain if they didn't. So damn much, guys. Josh, can I touch I on two topics real quick before we go out of here? Uh, yes, but real quick, I just want to say uh, that's awesome. When you Look, even though that was focused on Waypoint and even though this was you know just a little bit more on the book details, damn, if you take this in with all we got last week, we are getting fed, yo. So that much is some, Halo content. So much. So many DiGiorni's. Brian, so short. I cannot wait to take my next journey. <laughs> my next That's the fattest sounding thing I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ron, what do you want to talk about, man? Um, well, first I was going to mention earlier. Uh, Phil Spencer earlier in the week, Phil Spencer was in a podcast where he mentioned that basically Halo Infinite is coming out this year. The reason they haven't chose a date is because they're waiting to see a few other things. It, it seemed like he was basically saying that. They're waiting to see when dates of certain other games are coming out, such so as Call of Duty or Battlefield or whatever, yeah. before they, they pick a date. So right. the thing is, though, you would, you'd would think Halo would come out like November 15th-ish, which is when it's the 20th anniversary, right. but they're also putting out the new Forza Horizon game on the 9th, on right? November 9th. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be late November, but I could be completely wrong. Who knows? I think it's this year, though. I feel like we can feel more comfortable about it coming out this year than we Well, I will before. say that, I mean, I can see for people that probably does help put their mind at ease. It's almost like Phil's trying to say, especially it's Phil, you know, of all people, but it's like, it's his way of trying to say, like, there's not much, like, to really narrow down with this. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a matter of, like, this being, like, you know, not a full, complete game yet, but it's just a matter of fine-tuning so we can really narrow down when we can expect to get this as a product that launches in a good a good condition, so to speak. So, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, so that's that's just cool, kind of for peace of mind. And the other thing I was for talking sure. on is just how how awesome the the idea of the battle pass is the the never expire because yes. you know it seemed like back when Halo was first coming out, you know, it was setting trends. Halo 1 was making a console FPS really viable, really work, really exciting. Mm-hmm. Halo 2 was doing the online virtual couch, matchmaking, Xbox Live. And then you had Halo 3 that introduced all these new things like Forge and File Share, And it, it, it just kept expanding with new ideas for the industry. And then right. kind of after... After Halo 3, I feel like that's kind of when Halo quit kind of introducing new concepts into the industry. Because if you think about even ODST had Firefight, but that was on the heels of Gears of War's Horde mode. It was basically like the follow-up to Horde mode. And then, you know, Reach didn't really have anything specifically new to the industry. Halo 4 kind of did a lot of Call of Duty-esque stuff with its multiplayer. Yeah, Um, And then Halo 5, you know... It kind of went back that. to the drawing board, but in a more competitive fashion, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Warzone, which, but that didn't really, it didn't really set any trends. It just kind of did its own thing. No, I'll always um, pull back for Warzone for that. Battle Royale comes out a little bit later and it's this more popular thing. I feel like yeah. it's like you're at the birthday party as a kid and there's the new type of toy line that comes out and everyone, all these kids are excited for it. Your birthday's a little bit later, so you got to wait to get this big one. The last present, your parents, you're thinking your parents forgot and they bring out that one toy. And it's yeah. that. And then suddenly, just within a week, all the other kids are onto this new thing. You know? I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah, that's basically what happened. Yeah. Um, but with Halo Infinite, what we're seeing here is they're they're bringing Halo back to its values with its you know, traditional multiplayer and its great story and campaign. And they're also following trends by saying this is going to be a live service game that goes on for 10 years. We're going to have battle passes, which they didn't create the idea of battle passes, but they are saying... We're going to have battle passes that never expire. We're going to let you purchase these battle passes when you want and be able to assign that battle pass and, you know, earn that content for that battle pass, content. which is something that no one else in the industry has done. And I think it's pretty safe to say once Halo Infinite comes out with this free-to-play multiplayer and this battle pass that doesn't expire, it, you know, fans are going to get, like, people who play Halo are going to start to feel like, why aren't other games doing this? This is how I like it. This is what I want. So I'm making an accusation here, but our accusation, I guess a prediction is probably the better word. Okay. But I think years from now, we're going to see battle passes everywhere not expire. And How will that make is, you feel, Brian, if you if, if Halo kind of redefines doing a battle pass and you start to see other I ones? I mean, it'll, add, it'll add to the whole, like, you know, people say, like, the Halo's back, Halo's back type mm-hmm. thing. When they're saying the new, you know, the art design and all this stuff and the yeah, traditional multiplayer. That. It'll add to that Halo is back by setting a new industry trend. And and my thing is, would it really is it really that harmful? Because I get why they expire now. It's to encourage you to play the game nonstop, to never quit, and to continue to keep buying the new battle passes. So the negative is, well, people could play Halo, take a look at the last ten battle passes and just choose one or two they want, and then they only spend twenty, forty bucks. But there's another way to look at it. Now there's a reason to to buy every single battle pass, even if you start late. If you're somebody who starts two, three years down the line, you can go, wait a minute, I want to go give my money to 343 for the original couple seasons. And that's another way for them to accrue more income. Yeah, or if so. you're a new player coming in, you're getting into Halo for the first time, and this game's been out for like two years, and you see some dude, like your friend who's been trying to get you to play it for so long, you get on and you're like, your armor's so cool, where'd you get that? And he's like, uh, I got that actually from the season three, uh, you know, uh 
I don't know, ODST pack, you know, and then like the player's like, oh shit, cool, and then goes and buys that one and starts, you know, yeah. crewing. And everybody's happy. They get the content. Three four three gets more money for the battle pass, and it's fair. It's fair that we're paying for these battle pass because they keep generating new content. That's why it's a live service. We keep getting new content every three months, and three months is such a good amount of time. Yeah, compared to a month, pass. damn, that's a long time. I think for some people, it could even get to the point in Infinite, uh, in its lifeline, where people are like. Man, can you guys speed this up? Because <laughs> like yeah. three months and is a long time, but they that's might gonna be great. They might say that and they might adjust. You never know. But well, too, it's like for me, I'm like I'm going off of what I see kind of available in terms of uh, quantity with what MCC does with their seasons. But if you know, they might be completely doing it differently, wholehearted. You know, just going on a completely different way um, in Infinite, which I'm sure they are. But I'm sure they yeah. they got you know we see the DNA there in. Uh, MCC. So either way, but ultimately, I, cool. I think there's there's just nothing that can go wrong with a battle pass that doesn't expire. I think it's very non unless they start introducing there's going to be other microtransactions of some sort, which it definitely seems like they've said that's absolutely not going to be the case. I mean, this this new idea for battle passes it could be an industry trendsetter. It could. I'm interested to learn more about this fracture stuff we're talking about, but that's really the only kind of yeah. asterisk I kind of I'm, I'm a little more curious about. But even if it is like, I guess what I don't want it to be, that's not that bad compared to everything yeah. else they're doing. So but everything seems awesome. And, dude, I'm so excited that we're getting a new waypoint because that's just another part of what's been tough. You know, these last six years for everybody is not having any new stuff like that to really help. Like Halo Channel was it and it was exciting. But then Halo 5, unfortunately, even though I love it, crushed Everyone, you know, all Halo's momentum and, and yeah. Halo Wars 2 was like, hey, I'm cool. And everyone was like, well, we love you, but you're not a mainline game. So we're not going to reach that. You're not going to penetrate that glass, you know, ceiling. And uh, it's just been living in that. So, I mean, this is a great, great refresh, a great fresh. I really, I really wish uh, that Halo Waypoint had touched on some like new ideas for the forums there because I don't Maybe know. Maybe they did. And we skipped past it. Well, no, I read it, though, beforehand. Remember, I read oh, it yes, before. Oh, yes, you did. Um, no, but uh, the forums are just so bad on the on the Halo Waypoint. There's just way too many subcategories, and, and the kind of discussion that happens there is usually not very good. I feel like I'm not alone on that. I feel like Alex has also said the same, but I'm never going to go there to participate in discussion because it's, not, it's just not a very good place to have discussion. If they're putting all this effort into Waypoint, I'd like to see them condense that, uh, you know, those forums a bit and maybe fix up the moderation a bit, make the moderation a little bit better. I mean, I don't know what you do. Like, you don't want to have, if a, if an 11-year-old wants to come talk about Halo on Halo Waypoint and makes really pointless, stupid threads, like, that's kind of still not fair to to exempt to keep them from that. But like, the true, discussions but we have on Twitter and places like Resetera, NeoGAF, that kind of stuff, the discussions are so much better than Halo Waypoint. So I mean, I don't know about Resetera and NeoGAF, but <laughs> you've shown me some cool stuff, though, at times. You've shown me some cool stuff. But you know what I would say, man? I would say get rid of the forums altogether on that. I'd say, like, just we move past forums. I mean, with how they are now, I would agree. Yeah. Like, like maybe just have links to Reddit or, uh, like, the, you know, the official Halo Discord and stuff. It's just more common now, I feel like. Yeah. But I don't know. But you're right, though, Brian. Well, I've heard, yeah. the, Discord, I've heard the Discord's pretty bad, too, which I've, I know I don't use it. So I, I mean, don't know, I, but. I'm there, but I don't really use it myself. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, but you're still right, though, Brian. You're still right, 100%. Like, if they're going to do something with forums, like, if they're going to keep it, they need to, like, yeah. 
read like just like, give me a reason to want to go there. Like you're yeah. never gonna. I feel like you're never. And I could be wrong, but I feel like you're never gonna find people like us or late night gaming or Alex. You know, Haruspis like brow like participating there frequently. I just don't feel like yeah. you see that because people don't people don't want to go there. You know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, no, you Josh, make a good you're point. The business and then our patron shoutouts. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Guys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at Sacred Icon Pod. If you want to follow Josh, he's at Jurassic Joshy. Bang! Jurassic Joshy. You got it right. I am at Brian's Bane. Um, if you guys want to support us monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash sacred icon podcast. And there, what's really great here is that we have three tiers $1, $5, and $10. And we have gotten so many people coming on the Patreon recently. We're Holy so cow, have gracious. We. I mean, it's just one after another. It's email, 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 like new patron, new patron, new patron. We love it. It's been amazing. But with that $1, if you become a patron for just $1, you get shouted out on every podcast. You get access to all of our music tracks, a bunch of a bunch of other content for just a dollar. $5, you get to be in our Sacred Insider uh, Discord channel where we talk more candidly behind the scenes about stuff. You also get to, uh, what's the other thing, Josh? What's the other thing you get with the Sacred insider i'm already forgetting oh, well you get the you get the blog you get the weekly blog by oh way. yeah our blog yeah, see, escape my mind. i just put you one up uh, brian will have one next week so yeah it's just a little extra personal thing blogs on yeah. the patron for five dollars and up and at the ten dollar you will get everything prior plus a, an entire extra episode of the podcast just for the ten dollar patrons which we'll be recording here shortly uh that you'll have so go ahead and join there we're also looking into maybe adding some more tiers higher tiers for for other cool stuff that we'll sizzle uh, for you maybe guys. talk about so we're, later we're thinking about that but yeah. uh yeah if you guys ever want to send a voice clip or an email about anything you can send that to sacred icon podcast at gmail.com that's completely cool it doesn't have to be in particular about a certain episode or anything just whatever you want to send in um but yeah join our discord the link's at the top of the page I think that's pretty much the sell for our Yeah, guys, stuff. I got to say, I got to say for a moment. Brian, you do such an amazing job every time you take us into the business. I'm when you're going through that stuff, I'm like, "Okay, what's what's the other thing? What's the other thing?" And you like, "Bam, bam, bam. I remember it all, motherfucker." Like, I won't forget this <laughs> shit. Like, you all you never forget that stuff, dude. Amazing job. More claps for Brian. Appreciate all it. golf claps for Brian. You did so good. A lot of talking this episode, dude, and it wasn't the kind of talking like I got to talk to you as much. It was a lot of like I know, but dude, <laughs> you did a great job, Brian. Um, okay, Josh, so we got our new, we got some new patrons. We have to give them a special shout out Hell before yeah. I go into my, I quick, you know, where I quick. Who are they, Brian? Well, our, our most recent is Natsumi. She is so Nat kind. Sumi. She is so kind, dude, dude. So many great things to say about you, Nat. So kind, so sociable, so beautiful, and just so great to have in the Discord. And uh, it's just you're you're you got such a positive uh, aura and everything like that. And that's that's what we love. She really having. feels like someone you can talk to. Absolutely, you know? dude. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So should we say like should we what what because we always give like some kind of weird name. Is this natural Natsumi? Natural Natsumi. <laughs> natural Natsumi is so pure. Ooh, that was good. There you I like go. That. Damn. Okay. That yeah, good. we'll roll with yeah. that from now on. Okay. Next, we yeah. have. Our new patron, Fell, which reminds me of the... the well, I used to play World of Warcraft, and I okay. was a warlock, and all the different demons I would summer would be like Fell Guard, Fell Hound. So thank you for being a supporter that reminds me of World of Warcraft. <laughs> I don't know where I was hey, going with that, Josh. You know what? We're, we're going with that. I like that, though, because you know what? When that South Park episode came out, guys, I was like, I got to try this World of Warcraft thing. 
played it for like two weeks and I learned it wasn't my thing, not because of World of Warcraft, but because of MMOs in general. But I am so nostalgic for that and I have such an affinity for that game. So thank you for also reminding Brian of that, Fell, because then it just reminded me of a very was a badass time name. in my life. It's a cool name. It is a badass name. I like that, Fell. I'll probably just, from now on, when we in the future, when we read them off quickly, I'll be like, next is World of Warcraft and Fell. That's probably Dude, hey, I love that. That's going to be an NPC in my tabletop game. You know, they go up to Here a bartender go. and the guy's like, my name is Fell. How can I serve you? Can I give you some ale? Would you like some? Would you like some Covenant Crunch, mister? What is your name? Um, my name's Josh. Anyway, continue. Thank you. Josh is going on. <laughs> Next, we got Chi, who, which is here's what's really interesting. This is crazy. I'm surprised. This is like a lightning in a bottle type moment. We get a new patron named Chi. Yeah. In the same 60 second window, someone joins the Discord with the name Chi, and I upgrade the Discord Chi to a patronship level, and it wasn't the same Chi. It was just coincidence. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna was- go with cool. Coincidental Chi. Coincidental Chi. <laughs> yeah, because the other one, and, and shout out to you if you're listening, but uh, Chicago Bulls fan, so it was more the, the yeah. shy like Chicago. But uh, but yeah, it was still funny at the same time to see that because I was I wasn't sure either. You know, I wasn't. sure. Well, I just that. thought well because it wasn't like it would be one thing if it was like two Kyles joined, but it was Chi. You know, I was like, okay, well this has to be it. Out know? of those two Kyles, one of them has to like punch a you know throw their fist and draw yeah. the wall. Just like rock their head. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna drink monster energy drinks and play motocross. Shit, man. Hell yeah. Next, we got Jared Hartley. Dude, you have been so awesome. You have had so much to say in the community. Yeah, thank You've you, been G- here with Jared. Us. Thank you so much for your comment on my blog cool. uh, yesterday. That meant so much to see that, man. Uh, yeah, we don't just, know how many people. It doesn't tell us who reads them. So if no. you don't get a like or a comment, then. Yeah. No, and no big deal. But we still love the support. And Jared, yeah, you're so awesome. And, and just love getting to see your interaction and your just enthusiasm. Then He's a community mainstay already. Absolutely. Thank you so much, man. Uh, so many new patrons, Josh. Next, we got Lurker Crab. He's the crab who is going to make sure you don't know he's there, but he knows you're there. Here's, here's what Looker Crab makes me think about. Guys, we've been wanting crabs as like pets in CFDs for so long for the players. And like when there was the trailer, Brian, for A Pirate's Life, there's a shot of like Johnny Depp pointing on while he's on deck on the ship, pointing at another player by this cannon, and there's a ship off in the distance, like they're about to have a battle. And everyone sees this, and you think, oh my god, Johnny Depp, it's so cool. What ends up, what, what's the big takeaway? Everyone's like, there's a crab on the cannon! There's a lurker crab on the cannon! So, shout out so to you, this, lurker crab, for getting your time in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're on the cannon in Sea of Thieves DLC. Yeah. Um, another new patron, Josh, this guy's name is just Space, but it makes me think of Space Jam. There's a new Space Jam coming out. Hell yeah, Space and I'm Jam excited Space. for it. It's not Michael Jordan. But look, LeBron James is cool. Not, I'm not like I don't keep up as much on basketball nowadays. But look, I'm so excited for a new Space Jam, dude. It's gonna be dope. And when I seen Brian, by the way, when I saw uh, a dragon in there for Game of Thrones, I don't know if you've even seen the trailer, but they're having like some kind of Game of Thrones cameo stuff in there. In they, in Space Jam? Yeah, because WB owns the shit, right? So like, oh, one well, I've scene, seen it now. In one scene in the background, you can see like Mama Fratelli from the Goonies. You can see like a, cl- a couple okay. people from Clockwork Orange and stuff. There's like I don't I've know how it. they're doing that, but they're like doing some stuff in there. And you see the big dragon. Game of Thrones, big big Game of Thrones here fan here, guys. Yeah, and I love it too. I've just never good. finished it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just gotta be. I, Thank so you, Space. Come argue with me in the Discord. Uh, <laughs> all right. So that's that's for our new patrons, Josh. Thank you so much, yeah. guys, for joining our. Thank patrons. you. Oh my god, it means so all much love to everyone. Yes. It makes us. It just makes us be like, I can't believe people like like us enough to do this. It's so cool. Yeah. It's but sound- we are getting dangerously close, guys, to having so many patrons that what we're probably going to do. Now, bear with us. I want you to know that you're still going to get the same treatment, but. We are now, we're getting close to 50 patrons, so what we're probably going to do soon here, because of how many there are of you, and this actually might benefit you more because you might actually get us 
to say more about you is we're going to pre-record before each episode a audio bit of you if me and Josh shouting out the patrons and maybe add a little background music flair in there and, and really just give you Do guys the time. In, yeah, absolutely. In that in that pre-recorded thing and then at the end of the episode when I go into our patron shout outs we'll play that audio clip because it's getting to the point now where it's like it's tough to 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 list off fifty. Yeah, it's people, so much fun, you know? and this is one of our favorite parts, and we know this means a lot to you guys. So, but it's it's a it's a good like I, it's not a problem whatsoever, but it's like a good problem to have. It's really yeah. cool. We will never remove the shout outs because what we've heard from so many people is I care about the shout outs more than anything. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't offers. blame you. Hey guys, one so. time I wrote into a Star Wars podcast, and I was so like I, I, I was so self conscious when they were reading off my email that I hid under my bed. Like I don't know if that makes sense, but I was just so like self conscious. Yeah. So, I but it. I get it. I love it's it's an amazing moment. So. It's just like the whole like send text message message on your phone, then run away as fast as you. Yes, can. Yes, exactly. Like, Put the phone down yeah. and just immediately go do other stuff. Like you're not yeah. lurking there waiting. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, but. All right, Josh. So I'm gonna go through these quick. You ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. We got the, the the ever so wholesome Mister Unknown who had us wish Father Happy Father's Day. Mr. Thank you so much. Unknown. Thank you so much. Um, I don't remember this patron from before. I think we probably shot him out before, but it's Joseph Smalley. Oh, small print TV is what he went by before. He's got the smallest print, but it's so readable. <laughs> small print thank TV. You so much. Thank you so much. Next, we got Aaron. Dude, you've been a part of the community for so long. I don't know what it would be like without you. Thank you. For Seriously, Aaron. Oh, my gosh. So much good stuff to say. We about love you. Me. Always love you. We got Lieutenant Cameron 88. Dude, you've been such a big uh, contributor and supporter in the patron. We've, we're going to have a you video in there. of you. Uh, yeah. You're an iconic staple now. Um, never- Josh, you know what? You gave me such credit for listing off all the business stuff. I never mentioned the YouTube. I'm going to say it right now here, guys. But if, if, <laughs> if somebody's dipped out before the patron they shout haven't. Outs, they're still they're here. not going like, to get it. Where's my tune? I'm waiting for mine. But go check out Sacred Icon podcast on YouTube, guys. We're trying to do YouTube content there, posting stuff. Um, just let us know what you think about it. We're trying to get that get some traction there. We got. Uh, this new series we're doing called Sacred Boys React, where you send in your clips of multiplayer and we react to it in the moment as color commentators. Please Pretty send awesome. those in to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com, guys. We yep. will love to do commentary. We're always going to be nice. We're not going to be sitting there roasting y'all. We yeah, just even if you're terrible in the match, it'll be funny and we'll be nice. Exactly. So. I, we just uh, it's just so much fun, guys. All right, Josh. Josh. Yes. 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 Hey, Josh. I want to move quick. I want to move quick. Here I go. All right, Colton Pittman. Awesome NFL player. Oh, Thanks absolutely so on my team. Uh, Silent Ghost. I think you had a different patron name before, so I Silent don't know. Silent Ghost what never says here. boo, but it's so polite. Never says boo. There it is. Rob Cheeseman. Let me know if it's actually pronounced Cheeseman, but provolone, peak cheese. Thank you so much. <laughs> gonna have some. Rodan. I'm gonna have some on my journey. <laughs> Rodan, you are a classic member now of Sacred Icon. An absolute Can't picture staple. it without you. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Man. Butter my waffles, preferably peanut butter. Thank you so oh much. Oh my god, peanut butter. Next god we got damn, the Brian. big, bold oh palm bear. He's oh, a muscular. Chiseled bear. Holy shit, Brian is so animated right now. You're dancing like a charm. Next, we got your boy, your friend, David. Thank you so much, Nerd. Hell yeah, David. Love you, man. Appreciate you. you. Next, we got ACD. I always want to say ACDC Outlaw. It's ACDC Outlaw Outlaw now, baby. He is the DC. We're just going to call you that, even though it's not true. ACDC Outlaw. You you, you like good music and you like good comic book material. Absolutely. Next, we got Descendant from the Ceiling from that butthole web. (laughs) It's Caleb Webster. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for all that music. Check out the YouTube where we posted his newest track called From the Grave. It's It's straight fire, guys. It's got the grave mind in it. Awesome. Next, we got Chris Greco, me Gecko, Gecko, me Greco, Neko. Have you seen my Greco? Chris Greco. Thank you. Brian's eyes blinked like 85 times when he did that. Jesus. Next, we got Tony, who sang us a little song the other day. Thank you so much. Oh, bro. that was so wholesome, dude. I Tony, loved you it. can sing, man. Like, send us more of that, dude. I love seeing your face. I loved dude. it. Next, we got Nicholas Terry, 
who runs an amazing cereal warehouse with his number one brand, Codios, <laughs> who also Codios just recently friended us on uh, yes. Twitter and came to the Discord and he became a $10 patron. Thank you so much. Oh Cody. my gosh. Thank, Thank you, you guys. to both of you so much. Nicholas Pixel Freaks, you are a much better film than Pixels by Adam Sandler. Thank you so much for your support. Absolutely. Thank you, Pixel Freaks. Not the queen grunt, not the jack of all grunts. We got the king grunt. Thank you so much. Oh, you got it, Brian. Nice. Oh, Very nice. Man, I am going to park a motorcycle and, and three cars on Arius's mustache because <laughs> even though it's not there... It is huge. Thank Man, you, you can do that on my forehead as well. It's just, it's like um, Alex Diaz, thank you for your support. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, no longer hated by George Lucas, it's Montana Menace, who used to do some awesome Halo multiplayer with Minnesota Menace. That's such a great story. If you what an origin story. Now, if you guys want to hear the story behind that, go to the last episode. That was such a wholesome treat. Amazing. I'm just going to call him Montana Menace, the most prominent of the Menace brothers. Um, <laughs> next is, I got your potatoes, continually oh, reminding us of the Halo 2. You've heard of Heard on Your Potatoes. I got scene. your potatoes, way better. Documentary. Absolutely. Mm, good stuff. Gonna watch it. Josh, what do we what do we say about Green Plumber? Oh, you fucking Ouija. We love you so much, buddy. Always bringing that energy with that amazing Luigi collection. You gotta pop that in the Discord again, buddy. Show the new people. Oh yeah. Show it off for all shit. the new people. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Awesome. Next we got the other Joshy, Joshy Big Boy. <laughs> makes this Josh a small Josh. Yeah, that's right. Big Joshy Big Boy, number one Joshy, right? Jo- there. Give me your tiniest voice you can make. Halo, halo, everybody, and welcome to episode 82 of the Secret Icon Podcast. Next, we got Ryan Barca getting married soon. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know well, how soon it really is. Well, I think he himself away from get... NASCAR Thunder. Oh, you know, NASCAR you got to keep the playing that. NASCAR Another left turn. You know what I'm it's saying? It's NASCAR Thunder 2003, Josh. Make sure you get the year. Oh, shit. It's not Project Gotham. Next, we got Damn. Dustin Mondre. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dustin. Next we got Anthony Nicolosi from KO Koala Entertainment. Ooh, I was sipping out of that mug you sent me, buddy, not too long ago. Thank mm. you so much. Thank you for those free fire mugs. We got a lot of cool stuff sent in, like Priyanshu with his free cups from 7-Eleven. It's our boy. Yeah, I got them right here. Can you hear this, Pri? That's the cups, Yeah, man. you can definitely make that out. Thank you so much, Pri. We love you. <laughs> Corey Hanks, we're also, we saw what you said in the Discord. Me and Josh are in the same camp. We really hope that Halo Infinite doesn't become a destiny. We don't want that. We're praying. With we're you, hoping. Buddy. We're with you. Hell yeah. Thank you for your support. You. Thank you so much. Next, we got Oni BB. Thank Oni you so much, dude. We're glad you're back. We dude, love you got you. to see the five minute preview of Dominion. That's so cool. Ooh, I'm wearing Dominion. a JP shirt Give right now. Jurassic Brian can see it. Look at that. You see that? What, Don, Brian, what dinosaur is that right now? Uh, is, that a, is that a, no, it's a raptor? Dude, you got it. That's a Velociraptor. Hell yeah. Nice. nice very Brian. nice. He's got very some nice Jurassic Brian. Park Another opinions Another clap for Brian, guys. Thank you very much. He's back, just like our boy, Photon, memeiest of all meme lords. I love yes. his Fable Guildmaster meme. Dude, that love, was That's so one of my favorite games. As, as the dumb AI, that was so Do you need any more potions or food? <laughs> that has love to be it. a thing when the new Fable comes out. Has to. Next, we got some protein jugs. Protein jugs with the way. <laughs> <laughs> the face I give Josh when I say that. Oh dude, my god! Thank you. Uh, dropping in from the ceiling, we got MH cosplay with that chili bean pod. Dude, it's getting to a point. There's a lot dropping from the ceiling. You got one guy. You got Caleb coming with the, the spider web from his butthole, and then you yeah. got Mikey crashing in shards of glass falling down on us. Yeah. Thank it, you, Mikey. Like I want to do like I want to know what we should do. Like it would take a lot of patron money to make this happen. We should commission someone one day if we have like five hundred dollars a month patron. Commission someone, an artist, to make a Mortal Kombat roster with each of our patrons. <laughs> yeah, or have some like Isn't that, beautiful painting of just like everyone sounds, in the same room doing different stuff, you know, based that on sounds, what Like you next. just see like Caleb hanging in the background from his butt and then you see the drop pod coming in with chili beans spilling yes, all over the Yes, they have the whitest feet. butt cheeks. Just the, just the, oh, like, absolutely, the, the, dude. The They're the like freaking hippopotamus cheeks. cheeks. <laughs> 
Next, we got the genius Genesis. Thank you so much for your continued support, dude. Oh, Genesis, helping out thank with you. YouTube and thank stuff. you for your message the other day, man. Saying thank nice you. stuff. So awesome. Next, we got Ian Big Dog Mills going to get on that esports hype once Infinite comes out. Oh, thank you, you so already much for your know, and I can't support. wait. I'm going to be vibing off that. KN Nick, he said he supports us because the content's great. Thank you so much for those kind words, bro. We love, love you. Thank you, Nick. For always like and subscribe, that dude. Next, trying to hold on his shoulders the weight of one billion supermodel women. It's Trevor Polky. Where does it go from here? I don't know, Where but pretty soon go? I'm going to not know what comes after like the number, so I'm going to have to figure something out. Something. But it's Trevor Polky. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you, Trevor. Next, we got the Shipleys, forever now known as the WandaVision couple. <laughs> and they love Prey, that, too. It's, okay. it's Man, great. They posted, yeah. you guys, you guys were all, shout out to you, everyone that was posting pictures of yourself or like, you know, your, you and your significant others recently in the Discord. That was so amazing to see. I always feel like you guys can post your selfies and everything, whoever you're with, whatever. Like, it's so amazing to see. And it was just so great to see Jordan and Kirstie there. I was so It was so hilarious because Josh posted a selfie of himself and then quickly he got pushed all the way to the back of the chat with everyone's couple pictures. Like, okay, screw me then. <laughs> Uh, but next we got cool the OG Halo podcaster Duststorm been supporting us for over a year now thank you so much bro got lots of work coming your way with Halo Infinite Absolutely. next we got the guy who's always trying to trip Matthew Salvatore it's glass thank you for your long long the shots of glass coming down as Mikey crashes through is our Mm. patron subscriber himself glass glass has never felt so good Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much, Glass. And finally, we have... The Man Who Saw Justice League, New Edited More, and later this year, coming in a collector's set in 4K, ladies and gentlemen. It's Matthew Salvatore. God, I love you guys so much. Thank you to every patron. You guys have been so supportive this past week. You guys have given us such great feedback. Um, and, and just everyone in the community in general, uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Um, uh, just... It means a lot. Brian and I have been vibing off that and talking about it even off air, just how much that's It makes been. us want to produce more content for you to work harder at stuff. I mean, we have so many patrons now that we're getting to the point where, like, how do we read them off quickly without making the episode extend significantly? I mean, yeah. 48, 48 patrons. It's going to get to a point where it's like it's a whole episode in of itself just going through yeah, the Yeah, it's patrons. like, here's our patron episode where it's just an hour of reading off people. Right. But right. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, but I hope you guys weren't too bored with the coverage of, of the Inside Infinite on Waypoint and, and the, the cannon fodder. Uh, I hope we kept it interesting for you. Hopefully you got to that middle point where you could see we were starting to get a little fatigued and Josh started losing it and we both started laughing like crazy. Hopefully that made it worth worth the effort. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. Peace, guys.